It's time. Finally, a show for you. A once a week extravaganza, giving you the weekend's movies, the week's cons and entertainment events, what is worth watching on television for the week, the weekly comic book, novel, game, and collectible releases, as well as entertainment news and information. Everything you want, everything you need in pop culture. It's Pop Culture Kaboom with your host, Jimmy Jones. Hello, world. Welcome to Pop Culture Kaboom's radio show. There has been a number of changes and some minor tweaks to the show to hopefully make it a more pleasurable experience for you. Co-host Rob <laughs> Nolte is here. <laughs> <laughs> laughing at me already. <laughs> Thanks for being what's, my Ed McMahon. Oh, what's well, easy? <laughs> uh, so but just don't let me gain the weight. <laughs> that's, that's true. I am your not so humble host of all things pop culture. Boom, Jimmy Jones. Tonight we will give you everything you want, everything you need from pop culture entertainment, with the latest news and information from the past week, and a sneak peek at releases coming out. Pop Culture Kaboom's radio show is also your place on the radio dial for you to talk about your favorite fandoms. So go ahead and give us a call and let us know what you're thinking about right now. You know, speaking of, mm-hmm. um, I just uh, I started binge, not really binge watching, but watching this yo-yo, some kind of a... It's a on Netflix? S- yes. Okay. I know which one you're talking about. I can't pronounce it in myself. <laughs> but yeah, I know which one you're talking about. <laughs> it's yo-yo, yo-yo, something It's like yo-yo, that. yeah. But okay. I don't know the rest of it. <laughs> it's a word. And that's yeah. all I can say. Uh, but it's interesting so far. Uh, not too much explanation on anything, but anyway, it's a. Is it dubbed or subtitled? Um, either or. Uh, okay. I mean, it's Netflix. You well, which can, one are you watching? I'm watching the dubbed because okay. I, I hate trying to read while I'm trying to watch because oh, okay. I. I'm a slow reader. Oh, okay, gotcha. So. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, I I the opposite. Like most movies, it's I I always watch them in their native language and read. But anime, there's a lot. Uh, sometimes on the bottom of that screen that you can't finish by no. the time they like the next person's and they talk <laughs> and they talk faster than yeah. you sometimes yeah no exactly so like yeah no i i prefer the dub that's what i was curious dub, so. dub. but yeah uh so far pretty weird i mean there's like i guess demons okay and uh there's a has to do with this guy who died and it was given a second chance that if he became a spirit detective that he would be allowed to come back and have a second chance at life if he'd help them find stop these demons or whatever, huh. so they brought him back to life first. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're gonna like put you dead again if you don't agree. Basically, I guess. <laughs> I, I mean, they didn't really go into that, so it was kind of weird. But uh, and then there's some guy with like a rope whip thing, vine. I don't know what's cool. going on. Um, another guy with a third eye in his forehead. Are they these the good guys that. or are these the demons? These are demons, but okay. they're not. They're, I guess they're good guys. But oh, okay. They're not really explaining anything. And one of them, the guy with the third eyeball, um, his sister like cries these tears that turn into something. I guess that they sell. They don't really explain anything. Oh, okay. So yeah, kind of weird. So is it based off of a of a manga or? I have no idea. I don't know if it's Japanese or if it's Korean because it okay. seems like it's Korean. Because if if it's based, I wonder if it's based off of a if it's based off of a comic book. It's like, oh, it's already you're supposed to know because you should have read the comic book. Yeah, you well, know. <laughs> yeah, okay. But. I don't know a lot. <laughs> hey, a lot of those anime are like that. You know, like if you don't know. Well, you think if you caught you it in the beginning, happening. though, if you catch it in the beginning, like with One Piece, mm-hmm. at least One Piece explains everything as it goes along mm-hmm. that first season. This is a, this is this thing's first season. It ain't explaining nothing. So, <laughs> or like, maybe they'll explain later. You'll get tids, 
bits and pieces later. You know, uh, I haven't seen an exposition dump on anything yet. Oh. So yeah, so, mm. uh, like there's this one demon that just beat the crap out of an old lady and. Uh, Nice. No backstory whatsoever. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> so I guess they were students, but he's a demon, and I don't understand what's really going on. So. He was just, like, jumping into the gang. <laughs> yes, just jumping right in. I guess I'm supposed to know, but I don't. But anyway, um, so, and uh, they had a world premiere at uh, New York for the new Demon Slayer movie. Mm-hmm. Um, red carpet event. That, right. Why they have to have it in New York? Reno's a perfectly fine place to have it. <laughs> But anyway, uh, but we got so much to talk about. We got that to talk about. We got uh, we, you and I attended mm-hmm. the um, Wild West Championship Wrestling Heartbreak Saloon yes. event last yes. night. Lots of interesting stuff that happened there that we'll talk about later in the show as well. It was a doozy. Yes, it will. And uh, we'll have for you the Quizmaster Scott Sporkle Pub Quiz with Scott trivia question. And this week we have two huge prizes you can choose from. We have a pair of tickets for KaboomCon the Carson, at the Carson City Community Center on Saturday, September 7th. This, of course, is courtesy of 97 The Now Productions. Or would you prefer the advanced screening of Dune Part 2? The, the absolute earliest showing in Carson City at 4 p.m. Thursday, February 29th at the Galaxy Theaters in Carson City. And these tickets are courtesy of Galaxy Theaters in Carson City. So, And you and I are going to be mm-hmm. going to that, so mm-hmm. it'll be a... We'll we'll have to have our review. Yes, um, I have to so watch Dune, Dune again this week. So, I'm oh yeah, we still got another week caught up again. <laughs> well, it's on Netflix until the 29th. Yeah. Oh, I saw it's on a bunch of the ones that I own, so I'm not worried at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, and if worst comes to worst, it's on sale right now, so I might own the digital soon. So. All right, <laughs> so you get to choose either of these, and you can't choose them both. You can only choose one. The next week, the whatever one you don't pick, it'll be available for you as well. Um, so, uh-oh, 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 no spoilers. Oh, you, you have been listening to the show before, right, Eric? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Yeah, he's saying no spoilers to Dune oh, Part 2. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, even though it's a book that's been around forever, it's kind of going There's already the been a whole up. movie that they squashed into yeah. one, uh, Kyle McLaughlin. It was actually pretty good, though. I mean, for its time. Uh, or, or it says, or I'm not paying attention. Okay. <laughs> yeah, your choice, sir. <laughs> Uh, so if you uh, ever go, have gotten any advanced screening tickets here before, uh, I always get the best seats in Galaxy Theaters uh, per, well, uh, that they provide anyway. And, but <laughs> it's not like there's any bad seats. I'm not. I'm just saying. But, uh, yeah, because um, I just don't like anybody sitting in front of me. So yeah, no, I'm the same these way. These are the great best seats you can possibly get with, if you don't want people sitting in front of you. Yeah. With, like, cowboy hats and stuff like that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, or tall people. I'm short, oh, so yeah, tall um, people are yeah. the worst. Oh, there's been many, many concerts. I'm like, oh, great. This I just paid fifty bucks to stare at this guy's neck. Wonderful. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, you're small enough. You should go. Hey, put me on your shoulders. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> No? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was worth a shot. I did that at a It show makes once. it easier when there's general admission to get up to the front. Oh, yeah. When there's not general admission. Well, see, then I'm throwing stuck. elbows. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so I did that at a show before at, at a public enemy. Uh-huh. I don't know if you're familiar mm-hmm. with public yeah. enemy, but yeah, I had a guy get up on my shoulders at a public nice. enemy. He had a big old banner that he was showing up oh. for, showing for. So Flavor Flav looked over. He's like pointing right at us. <laughs> nice. It was awesome. <laughs> Uh, you did not get your first in watch invite to the film. I'm sorry, Eric. I guess he was gets was expecting to get a first uh, an oh, invite. Is he going to be up here? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. 
I don't, I have no idea. Maybe it's something down in L.A. or where is he at? Whittier, California. Whittier, I yeah. I, th- I think it's close to L.A., isn't it? Yeah, I think so, yeah. too. Uh, so, and uh, we will also be joined by Tony Sanfilippo of Filippo's Horrible Reviews. Uh, he will be here to add his thoughts and comments to this coming week's movie releases <laughs> and our special rescheduled guest. It's just kind of funny because we couldn't, uh, we had to miss the show because mm-hmm. of the snow and everything right. now. And uh, now, at least according to uh, inaccurateweather.com, um, which I'm going to be pulling up here in a second here, uh, we're supposed to be getting this huge storm. That this is, week. Yeah, and it's supposed to start at 8 o'clock. Really? Tonight? Yeah. I thought it was going to happen into like Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> nope. Starting at uh, 8 o'clock tonight, it's supposed to start raining down here in the valley, which oh, means okay. there's going to be snow up there in the mountains gotcha. again. And, and from what I understand, they're supposed to get up to like four feet of snow up there. So Yeah. I'm not too worried about the rain, though, because like we don't usually have too many issues with the rain. Uh, occasionally down by me we will have the flooding but oh i thought you well just meant in general because people can't drive <laughs> oh well that's that's it every day doesn't matter if it's rainy or not that's <laughs> true but it just seems worse when it is raining oh speaking of driving um have you had to change your headlight lately have i yeah no i have a brand new i have a 2015 to change my headlight i had to take apart my wheel well your wheel well to get at my headlight now that's better than if i had a 2017 if I had a 2017, I had to take off the entire bumper to replace and then the to replace the headlight. Yeah, I'm watching this on YouTube, going, "Oh my god!" Going like, "Why are people paying to have this done? It's a headlight. I could do this myself." <laughs> yeah, now I know why. Like, well, see, that's what happens so when you check, legalize check, drugs. <laughs> check, check your headlights. I just want everybody out there. If you have a newer okay. car, make sure you can actually change it yourself. <laughs> wow. Okay, I'm going. Yikes! No, but I, I but I'm happy about it is that now I have brighter lights, so now I can kind of match all these LED lights that flash me at night that you know aren't they flash you? Well, not flashing, but you oh. know, yeah, they're on because they're on. You know, like they're uh, brighter than mine. You know, so now oh. I feel like I'm like part of the pack. <laughs> <laughs> I can feel like I can compete against them when right. they're coming at me. I, I those things threw me off at first. I was like, "Why does this person have their brights on all the time?" Yeah, you flash and then they flash, and you're like, "Okay, that was brighter." Okay, thanks. Yeah. yeah. Now I feel like a moth. I'm gonna yeah. run into you. Yeah, nice. and then yeah. So now I don't ever do that because I, I used to flash. do that all the time. Yeah, you know, now too. yeah, no, now I don't because then I don't want to be flashed brighter lights. <laughs> yeah, because that stuff hurts my eyes. Uh, so we got uh, Sandy King Carpenter is going to yes. be joining us. She is rescheduled. She is, of course, is a film and television producer, co-founder and CEO of Storm King Productions. And they got uh, actually I was hoping it would be a couple of weeks ago, but they got a comic book coming out this week mm-hmm. called Long Haul from Storm King Comics. Cool. Um, really cool looking. And of course, she is the queen of terror. I'm hoping she can give us an update too on their suburban screens. I know. I, I, <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. I, I, I'm going to tell her that too. I, I, I mean, we know, we know, I we know NDAs. Know that's but, the first yeah. question that you're going to come out. And I'm going to try and hold you back from asking her as long as possible. Well, I'm, ho- I'm, I'm hoping she'll like kind of just mention it that we won't have to. You know, like. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll be talking with her about uh, their lineup of books, con appearances, television productions, film productions, and everything else Storm King Productions has for you in 2024. If you'd like to add your thoughts, comments, participate in the Sporkle Pub Quiz with Scott Trivia, talk about your favorite fandoms, 
or speak with tonight's guest. Call 775-515-4141. If you're, however, too shy for the phones, you can send me a DM through the Pop Culture Kaboom Facebook page like Eric does. Um, yes, we are expecting more snow, Eric. Not down here in the valley, though. We're supposed to only get rain, but it's supposed to snow up in the mountains. Uh, uh, Tahoe is uh, supposed mm-hmm. to get anywhere from two to four feet, I guess. So over the next course of the next couple of days from now until Wednesday or something like that. And so, and by the way, it says it's supposed to start raining at eight o'clock. I was, oh, I was just out there. It's, no, oh. <laughs> I don't see well, that happening. It was weird. Cause like, um, was it last night? No, Friday night. It was like supposed to be raining, but it was like misting. Oh, yeah. like it was, re- it wasn't foggy, but it was mist. It was like. Am I getting rained on? Like <laughs> it was like a mist. God, we had a mister bottle yeah, going. Sh- exactly, sh- it was like, and it was so light. I'm like, this is so weird. I don't like this. Like, <laughs> yeah, that, that's kind of how uh, um, Washington State is. That's why I oh. hated living there. Going from like a torrential downpour, living in Florida to Washington State, and it's the constant sh- mist. Yeah, oh yeah, it was irritating. Uh, I don't know if I could deal with that. All that like dampness. The moisture, yeah. yeah, I couldn't. It was, it was, it was rough. Uh, so, um, anyways, if you do send a Facebook page message uh, DM, I will read it on the air and answer it on the air as well. But if you don't want to comment during the show, but would still like to comment, you can reach us twenty four seven by sending an email with your questions, comments, or concerns. You can send that email to popculturegaboom at gmail dot com. But you got to follow these simple but very important instructions in the subject line. Put question, comment, concern, or my fandom in the body of the email. Please add your first name. No last name is necessary, but it does require a name because I will not read email addresses on the air. Also include the city and state or the city and country that you live in. Then fire away. Uh, by the way, if you live in the United States, don't put United States. Just put your city and state. That's all. And then you don't have to put... Bill from United States. I, <laughs> put your city in state, please. <laughs> anyway, um, so, and uh, then fire away with what's on your mind. Bear in mind, emails are read on the air unless you specify for it not to be or you can't follow those simple instructions. Unfortunately, um, none that I can read on the air this week. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, it's because. We did get some, though. Oh, yeah. Okay. We always get at least one, uh, minimum of one a week. So, mm-hmm. but uh, so, sometimes they're just. Uh, can't follow instructions. <laughs> <laughs> and this person actually just didn't want their email read on the air. Read on so. the air. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know why. Well, you spec that. So yeah, yeah. Uh, so there are now only two hundred and two days until Carson City, Nevada's first ever pop culture and comic book convention, Kaboom Con ninety-seven. And now productions will be putting on Kaboom Con Saturday, September seventh. 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. You can follow KaboomCon on Facebook to keep up with details on all the vendors. Sign up for the art contest and the cosplay contest. Keep up on all of the activity announcements and panels that will be taking place throughout the day and special guest announcements for KaboomCon 2024. A limited number of pre-sale tickets are on sale through eventbrite.com and a portion of the proceeds from KaboomCon will go to Cold Nose Rescue and Sanctuary in Moundhouse and KNBC 95.1 FM Community Radio. Mm. So uh, last night we attended the uh, Heartbreak Saloon. Yes. Put on by Wild West Championship Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, first time in a long time I had been to a wrestling event. First time I'd ever been to a Wild, yeah, my, Wild West my wrestling first event. Too, yeah. So, um, so how did, what did you think of it? I mean, there was it was about a lot of fun. Eight matches. Um, there had to be a fatal three-way <clears throat> match because uh, – Yes. 
Uh, Havoc Reigns, the world champ, world, uh, the Wild West Championship Wrestling Tag Team Champions, are broke up. Yeah, they broke up. <laughs> I guess so, I don't know how else to say it. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, they, they beat each other up. Yeah. And well, they broke up and beat each other up. Yeah. So um, the uh, belts the... Uh, became vacated. So they had a fatal three way, which uh, was won by uh, uh, Pacific Rampage. Yes. yes so yes. very interesting guys. Um, very. Very, very chaotic interview. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I don't know if you were present for that one, because um, I know you were getting video I was from getting, Yeah, uh, I don't know if I was for that. Maybe one of them. I can't remember. <laughs> I, I think you were getting your uh, videotaping matches. And yeah, so I, there was a couple of interviews I had to do um, solo. Yes. So um, you'll tell by the shoddy camera work. <laughs> 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 but um, all this will be uh, it'll all be put together and uh, put all the interviews with some of the match footage will be put on the Pop Culture Boom YouTube channel. Um, believe it or not, <laughs> yeah, eventually, <laughs> yeah. As soon as I get the ring footage from um, yeah from Rob, so you're my I got a new phone, not. so I'm trying to figure it out. So I apologize. Like, it literally came Wednesday. I wasn't even able to play with it. So like, <laughs> wow. Um, so hopefully. Uh, I'll be able to get that up uh, I still, the next week. I, or I so. still love the part though, like uh, Chaz, when he's like, "That's what I think of this partnership." <laughs> like, <laughs> after he like laid <laughs> Tyson out. Oh, you mean a uh, Chase? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, Chase Havoc, uh, very interesting person, uh, as well as uh, Tyson Reigns. Uh, very uh, um, spirited interviews after that all went down too. So. Yeah, see, I didn't get to see that I got, part. I got the, I got the, I got the befores. See, uh, I got them. They got separated in the back. I don't know where um, each one went. Mm-hmm. I know that Chase went out looking for them after uh, he kind of stormed off from my interview. Yeah, no, because yeah, because he him. came out like dressed in like civilian clothes. I'm like, uh oh, like <laughs> yeah, he was, uh, he was he was fired up. Yeah, he, and so he was kind of upset about everything. No real explanation as to his actions that night, but um, but I guess uh, we'll find out how, how this affects. Uh, let me see. El Chupacabra did not wrestle. Mm. Um, he was out, but uh, or, but he was there. Yeah. Um, let me see what else. Uh, a couple of newcomers uh, that, that were there. Um, very interesting stuff that they mm-hmm. did. Got a lot of interviews with them. Um, I'm trying to remember is uh, John Rains, Jim Rains, Mike Rains, Mike Rains, the original, the original Mike yes. Rains. <laughs> so, and that other guy Jason, he was a funny interview. Yeah. Of course, uh, I he, liked, um, he was suffering Prince from Jimmy Jones-itis. Yes. Because, uh, <laughs> that was so funny. He could not get my name right. It was calling Until me Until the very end. <laughs> <laughs> when he walked off. And, then he finally, and it, it's funny because like, you're like, oh, wait, he did it. Because like, your eyes were like, you acknowledged it in your eyes. It was so funny. <laughs> uh, the second interview was actually after the match was even funnier. Oh, really? Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah. Um, no message title. <laughs> uh, if you want to add all of that, uh, t- then go feel free. I guess when he's gonna, he's gonna email me and send a uh, no message title. United State of America, Republic of California, unincorporated Los Angeles. City Republic of, of California. <laughs> okay. If you want to throw all that in there, Eric, knock yourself out. Uh, but no message title means it won't be read on the air. Um, but anyway. So we'll got more show, all kinds of stuff coming up. So don't go anywhere. More Pop Culture Kaboom, a radio show right after this. So don't go anywhere.
Welcome back to the Pop Culture Kaboom radio show. Everything you want, everything you need in pop culture and entertainment. It is time for the Sporkle Pub Quiz with Scott. To participate in the Sporkle Pub Quiz with Scott trivia, first off, anyone can participate. Uh, we will ask you a multiple choice question and provide you with a list of possible answers. Call in to 775-515-4141 with the correct answer and you win your choice of a prize. Guess the wrong answer and we hang up on you, but quickly call back in before someone else and guess again and again and again. Each wrong answer will be removed until we have a winner with the correct answer or the show ends, whichever comes first. You can't win unless you call and you can't call unless you are listening to know what the question and possible answers are. And what can you win tonight? Tonight, you can win a pair of tickets to Carson City's first ever Pop Culture and Comic Book Convention, KaboomCon, September 7th at the Carson City Community Center, courtesy of 97 and Now Productions. Or you can get yourself a pair of tickets to the advanced screening of Dune Part 2 at Galaxy Theaters in Carson City, Thursday, February 29th at 4 p.m., courtesy of Galaxy Theaters in Carson City. Now, Scott couldn't join us tonight because he is on the road. Oh. Uh, you're Okay. Eric's answer is 42. <laughs> It's okay. always 42. It is? Mm-hmm. I don't get that. I don't get it. What's that from? <laughs> um, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh. <laughs> it's the answer to life. Okay. All right. So here is the Sporkle Pub Quiz with Scott trivia question for this week. What toy was banned by the United States National Security Agency from its premises in 1999 over concerns that the toy may be able to record and repeat classified information. Was it A, Teddy Ruxpin, B, Furby, C, Tomagachi Virtual Pet? The only reason why I know how to pronounce that correctly is because it's been around <laughs> since 1999. <laughs> uh, the, or D, The Amazing Talking Brain, which sounds more like a B-rate horror movie than an actual toy. Or E, ask me more E or. So, uh, Eric, you are correct. Wow, this one's too easy. Yes, Rob, you are correct too. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so I did do a little research because I got this question and I decided to, you know what? I'm going to look up the did you secondary get it right? market. <laughs> yes, I did. Okay. Um, I, uh, first off, yeah, I got it right. Um, and B, I wanted to uh, look them up to see what the current value is on all of these toys mm-hmm. because they are kind of what they're, they're cl- classified as, air quotes, vintage toys now. <laughs> wow, I'm um, super old then, apparently. But Teddy Ruxpin <laughs> is actually worth $400, the original that's Teddy it? Ruxpin. Yeah, that's it. And all I really, I never had one as a kid. And is that a working one? I don't know. It, uh, okay. I, I would assume so. Because, like, that's not, that doesn't seem like... That seems awfully low for You know, all I remember about Teddy Ruxpin is that I never had one as a kid, but I knew somebody who did, and we, yes, we did put Black Sabbath tapes in it. (laughs) And yes, it it did look like it was having some kind of epileptic seizure. Uh, B. Furby, um, I found one actually online. It's going for $1,200. They have introduced them again last Christmas. I know. They reintroduced Teddy Ruxpin, too. Yeah. So, which is kind of bizarre. The Tamagotchi Virtual Pet, I found one online for $669. Oof. Yes. That was uh, uh, MT Buddy Doll. What? What? I don't know what Eric's talking about. Oh, I about. think he's talking about the the Good Buddy Doll, the one from Chucky. 
Oh, did they actually make one of those things? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Amazing Talking Brain. <laughs> uh, probably retail price. Uh, it's it's going for ninety nine dollars. Mm. And the Ask Me More Eeyore is actually going for forty dollars. Wow, so those are the actual prices. Uh, oh yeah, what uh, uh, my buddy doll? Um, I can mm. look. I'll look that up on the next break, Eric. And I'll let you know. <laughs> so those are your choices. What toy was banned by the United States National Security Agency from its premises in 1999 over concerns that the toy may be able to record and repeat classified information? A. Teddy Ruxpin. B. Furby. C. Tamagotchi Virtual Pet. Or D, the Amazing Talking Brain, or E, Ask Me More, Eeyore. And it looks like the price range on that, Eric, is uh, um, yeah, my buddy Don, probably around uh, averaging if with the it's 80s one, 40. vintage 80s doll, uh, probably about 40 uh, about $40. Mm-hmm. So there you go, Eric. Um, and that's what you get. All right, so if you want to get either a pair of tickets for the advanced screening of Dune Part 2 or two tickets to KaboomCon 2024, 775-515-4141. And phone lines are open now. All right, so it was teased in the back of Thundercats number 1. Now Dynamite and Entertainment have made it official a new Space Ghost comic book will be launching in May. Space Ghost part of their Warner Brothers Discovery Global Consumer Products License deal. And yes, that in in in, in it's in it in in that in itself is equally fascinating. That was a weird way to phrase it, I think. <laughs> With the Flintstones, the Powerpuff Girls, Johnny Quest, Wizard of Oz, and We Bear Bears to follow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Why would they make a comic book of that hideous show? I have no idea, but they're going to. I'm so excited to be drive, drive, diving into the world of Space Ghost. Not me. Said That was said by writer David Peps, Pepos. Uh, when Dynamite first approached me about tackling this series, I was immediately struck by the sheer amount of raw material we had to play with. The cartoons were m- immensely stylish and a heck of a lot of fun, but they never had the time to develop those characters beyond their powers and the roles they played in each episode. So we're taking those classic vibes and using them as a starting point to dig even deeper into the characters than the original cartoons were ever able to. His true origins and motivations are unknown to many. Some claim he is a policeman who abandoned the rigid, rigid, rigidity of the law. Others content, contend he may be the sole survivor of a war-torn planet. Of course he is, aren't they all? Or a phantom with no story. Well, if he was a phantom, that means he had to have a story somewhere. <laughs> right? <laughs> anyway, uh, those who have survived his wrath live to tell he is a force of nature able to bend the very elements of creation to deal with his foes. I thought he had like little weird gauntlets with like three buttons on each side that did like three different things. I, you know, in all honesty, I can't remember because the most I remember watching him was Space Ghost Coast to Coast when he had his talk show. Oh, boy. So, like, <laughs> I love that talk show. <laughs> yes, I was having an epileptic seizure, Eric. That's why I was, like, a bit stammering like that. Um, you know what? I did get a chance to check out a couple of pages of, oh, uh, cool. the, of the Space Ghost because um, they did have a preview of it. Uh-huh. Um, and actually, they give a backstory on um, the two, Jan and... Oh. Jan and whatever uh, the heck. Uh-huh. The, yeah, the monkey twins. <laughs> the monkey twins. <laughs> they did have a monkey. It was Gleep, right? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Or Gleek. Yeah. Wasn't well, that something yeah. you did in school when you yeah. like from under your tongue? Yeah. Yeah. 
So uh, name some weird thing you did to torment the kids in your <laughs> elementary school yep. as a monkey. Yeah. All right. Just a different way to spit in all reality. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Here, check out my saliva glance. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, I gave their origin story. They were orphaned, actually. Oh. Uh, so their planet got attacked by some pirate marauders, and uh, Dad got killed when oh. he was trying to escape with them. Wow. Yeah, he died right in front of the kids. That's traumatic. Um, so anyway, um, spot on there, Rob. <laughs> that, that's what he said. Oh, Bleep. Oh. The monkey yeah. Bleep. Uh, his young children, Jan and Jace. Jace, okay. yeah. Oh. They were teased in um, uh, when CW had the show, uh, gosh, the, the, what is it? Worlds of Tomorrow, not the Worlds of Tomorrow. Um, oh, I can't think of it now, but they had that show. Where they had all the other act, like everybody, like basically when they all left their their prime shows and they all joined the the time traveler show. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. But no, they, they were teased, all DC. Yeah, on yeah, DC. Okay. Yeah, they were all DC. And then at the end, they teased. They had the um, the his the Wonder Twins. Yeah, the Wonder Twins. Okay, yeah, yeah that's, these are two different uh, people though. No, no, they had they had his Jan and Jace. Yeah, really. They had the monkey. They had the monkey oh, suit. Yeah, well, they, well, they in okay, the like it was like in up. a um. Because there was two different kinds of uh, characters. Yeah. Um, one was with the, with them, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. So, yeah. With uh, but I think it was a lot. Uh, it's interesting that they come up with this. So they even put that as a surprise attack on space colony Omicron, home of brilliant scientist Dr. Jared. Kaplar, <laughs> Kaplar, uh, his young children Jan and Jace, as well as their monkey Blip. Only the wild card of Space Ghost will be able to save them from the ruthless pirates. So if you want to check it out, uh, this is going to be coming out. Go hit up your local comic book store now. And, uh, yeah, they don't show the cover of the new one on there, do they? Nope. Ooh. But anyway, uh, if you want to go and check it out, go contact your local comic book shop and say, hey, I want to get Space Ghost number one, because it does sound like it's going to be a cool one. So, mm-hmm. uh, And it's from Dynamite, so you know they're going to have like 37 uh, <laughs> cover Very, variants. Right. You know? yeah. So make sure you can, just, so that way your comic book shop can get you the uh, higher priced ones for like a one in 500. Um, uh, <laughs> with the power of a CO is water in the shape wow. of an animal. It couldn't be a mop. That's so, different. Yeah, uh, that is the uh, new mm-hmm. cover from Dynamite. So good. Um, looks they kind of like update, awesome, doesn't it? Yeah, they, they it's got space ghosts and it's got all that cosmic they energy update, coming. They, I was going to say they updated him for modern times, oh, like definitely. Yeah. And you don't see the buttons really on those. Mm-hmm. Oh, you do see the buttons on the gauntlet, yeah. but I think those buttons are no longer used. I think that he just has has the power, mm-hmm. so to speak. So, <laughs> all right. So the Outsiders number seven listed in DC Comics May 2024 solicits and solicitations previously published by Bleeding Cool is not giving away its title. <laughs> okay, I, uh, the Outsiders number seven. That's, that's pretty much isn't the that title. the title? Yeah, like... You'd think. Instead, it states that the title has been redacted, while the cover has a silhouette of a presumed dead figure being held by drummer, while other DC char- Comics characters watch in in a fashion familiar to Crisis watchers. And the listing promises a rec room is held for a fallen friend. The guide is opened and the truth of the world is revealed. 
That would be the planetary guide to, to all of that is. I've seen, unseen, and dug up as the Outsiders has become the unexpected reworking of planetary and the authority. Basically, the world of Wildstorm and now DC Comics has only seen by Warren Ellis, Luke Fox, and Kate Kane, the Batman of New York and Batwoman. There's a Batman of New York. Taking on the planetary roles previously played by... Is it Gotham, New York? <laughs> no, hey, you know what? See, okay. Now, the thing that I grew up remembering is that Metropolis was supposed to be New York, and Gotham was supposed to be Chicago. So, Oh, see, I don't know. I'm from New York, and we had always called it Gotham. Like, like Really? Yeah. I think Gotham's a generic term for... Is that like, a, a, I don't know. That's Metropolis is. But, Ma- but Metropolis, and, and at least in, when I was growing up with the DC mm-hmm. universe, Gotham City was always supposed mm-hmm. to be like Chicago. That's why when that stupid movie came out with um, you know Batman v Superman, uh-huh. it was so dumb that Superman... You just have to look over the bay. <laughs> to, it's like looking from San Francisco to Oakland. I mean, it made no sense. <laughs> uh, you know, and so that was part of my problem. It's like, well, how come Superman didn't deal with Batman sooner if all he had to do was just take a bus? <laughs> I mean, 30-minute <laughs> transit over there to get the problem solved, right. you know? Uh, anyway... But anyway, uh, so Elijah Snow and Kayata Wagner, respectively, with Lucius Fox as the fourth man and the drummer now. Just drummer. No definitive article with Jenny Crisis as the new century baby on their books. Of, so, of course, people are going to die. As it just mirrored, did the last half of that, the drugs kick in? I don't understand a sentence that just came out of that uh, at all. Okay. Forget Madam Webb. What we need is more Morbius. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what Marvel is doing in May for the Amazing Spider-Man Bloodhunt spinoff series. Among the Marvel Universe's bloodsuckers, one stands out as the most tragic Morbius to living vampire. The vampire's legions unite and usher in the eternal night. Mobius's unique self-inflicted bloodlust blood may hold the key to reversing it or strengthening it. <laughs> Spider-Man will be tasked to find this his iconic vampiric villain in Amazing Spider-Man Blood Hunt, a new tie-in series spinning out of the Blood Hunt crossover event. Spider-Man Blood Hunt will see Spidey team up with Misty Knight and the Lizard to rescue Morbius, who has already fallen into the vampire overlord's clutches. Amazing Spider-Man Blood Hunt number one goes on sale May 15th, if you're interested. Yep, that is the uh, cover there. Um, so with uh, Morbius and his pig nose uh, mm-hmm. right behind the uh, Spider-Man. <laughs> tomato, tomato. So, yeah. All right. And another thing from Dynamite. Uh, Dynamite and Warner Brothers Discovery Global Consumer Products have announced a debut. Oh, by the way, collector's alert. Mm-hmm. Debut of a new Thundercat in the second issue of the Thundercats comic book series out next month. Calica. Fans will get the chance to meet Calica under in early into the second issue, which arrives in stores May 13th. A potential love interest for Lion-O, trying to mature and establish himself as a worthy leader. Calica's story could go uh, any number of ways in the forthcoming chapters and story arcs. 
As her name may imply, this new young Thundarian is inspired by the appearance of calico cats with a tricolor fur pattern and a distinctive black patch around one of her eyes. She fought among, she's found among the wreckage of the mutant ship. <laughs> More to, of her backstory will be revealed in the issue and beyond for readers. Alongside the character's first appearance, Dynamite will be unveiling surprise second cover for the issue. Only one. A, a surprise it's second. A surprise. <laughs> surprise. So it's only surprise. one. <laughs> uh, Dynamite fan favorite Ken Hesser will be crafting a cover featuring Calica using a clever homage to one of the most powerful and influ- influential women in comics. The design artwork by Drew Moss drafted in her creation will also be presented on a variant cover for fans. Thundercats number two will be in stores on the 13th of March. And usually when they introduce um, a new character, mm-hmm. that is always a hot thing yeah. for collectors. So yes. they didn't, and uh, with, so that might actually bump issue number two because that's usually, usually when an issue number one comes out, you mm-hmm. get really high sales. Like they set records with right. this uh, Thundercats number one when that came out. But now with number two, they're, I guess they're expecting a big dive. So new character introduction Boom. puts yeah. it right back up there. And so, but if you want it, uh, definitely get a hold of your local comic book shop and uh, get a hold of it. I got something too. Oh, what's up? I don't know if you heard, but DC has finally confirmed Joker's one true origin story. Really? Yes. After 84 years. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. So in um, Batman number 142, they are confirming that um, the definitive backstory for the Joker, that the origins as presented in The Killing Joke, are canon. Oh, really? The Killing Joke? After yes. all of these years? You know, that was the best origin story It ever. was. It really was. It's like, so I'm glad that they're acknowledging. We all like thought that that was, should have been his true, so I'm glad that they were like, okay, good. <laughs> yeah, so. But it's DC. Who knows? Like, next year, what are they going to do? Change it again? Like, Probably. <laughs> When they retcon everything, that'll be the first thing to do. Oh, we gave them an origin story. We got to get rid of that one. So, uh, yeah. let me look up the Killing Joke real quick here, because last time I checked, it was on like nine thousand freaking <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, reprints. So, right. but but with that music, they did a up, good animated movie of it too, though. Yeah, I, I wasn't sprung on it because there's way too much. Bad girl than there was in the comic book. (laughs) But anyway, uh, with the music coming up, that means it's time for us to take a hard break. If you'd like to try take a shot at that Sporkle Pub Quiz question, 775-515-4141, or if you'd like to comment on anything so far in the show, same phone number. We'll be right back with more, and we still got a lot of show to go, so don't go anywhere. Welcome back to the Pop Culture Kaboom, a radio show. Everything you want, everything you need in pop culture entertainment. And uh, we're going to continue with the show here. We still got movies with Tony Sanfilippo coming up, as well as our big interview with Sandy King Carpenter. She is a film and television producer mm-hmm. and the co founder and CEO of Storm King Productions. Um, lots of interesting stuff going on with uh, Storm King Productions, including new books that will be coming out this year, a total of four wow. new ones that I'm aware of, um, but uh, only two ones coming out this Wednesday called Long Haul, and uh, we'll be talking about that with Sandy, as well as Suburban hopefully. Springs. Hopefully. <laughs> we'll find out, hopefully, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, uh, uh, you know, oh, you know what? We should turn it into a drinking game. 
<laughs> uh, there, oh, we have a caller. A drinking game. If you are able to, uh, if if you, how many times she says that she can't talk, talk about, about something? It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, caller. Uh, who's calling and where are you from? Good evening, gentlemen. It's Jim from Carson City. Hey, Jim from hey, Carson Jim. City. How's it going, sir? <laughs> I am doing fine. First, um, need to thank you guys for the movie recommendation. I guess that was probably about a month ago now. <laughs> that old, uh, that old older movie there with uh, Harvey, the, Jimmy Har- Stewart. Um, oh, Harvey. Harvey. Yes, mm-hmm. Harvey. Yes, it was. I, I found it strangely entertaining. It was odd. <laughs> well, it was. It's an odd movie. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. It was. It was. I mean, uh, I, at first I was irritated by. It seemed every woman in the entire movie spoke with that exasperated. You know, at the top of their voice, how could this be happening? Right. <laughs> but, but, you know, after a while, it didn't bother me anymore when I started to scratch my head and say, who wrote this? This is weird. Yeah. <laughs> and, it was Salvador Dali. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm kidding. It could have been. But, yeah, he actually found it pretty entertaining. Well, good, glad good, you liked good. It. So, yeah, so thank you for that. Now, my question for you guys this evening. Yes, mm-hmm. sir. So I just rewatched for the first time, I saw it about eight years ago, that uh, Pacific Rim. Oh, okay. And, you know, uh, I actually really enjoyed that yes. movie because I had no expectations going into it. You know, it didn't lose anything watching it the second time. Mm-hmm. I still thought that was that was a pretty kick-butt movie. Yeah. Has there, has there been any respectable sequel? No. Not a respectable and, sequel, no, but there, there was a sequel. There is a sequel, sequel yeah. <laughs> it's decent. No. You know, yeah, Okay. <laughs> If you have like you know you just want you basically mindless nothing to watch it's entertaining it's not anything to write home about it is not as good as the first one no but no, it I'm is not. entertaining I, I, Guillermo del Toro is the one who did the first mm-hmm. Pacific Rim um if you don't remember him he also did Hellboy yeah as well as uh, uh okay. the Shape of Water I believe mm-hmm. wasn't that his is a take he on has, uh, uh, the the cabinet of curiosities on Netflix too. Yep, that that actually was interesting. Mm-hmm. I had to put on subtitles when he talked though. Oh, <laughs> he has a very thick accent. Yes, very yeah. they're very thick Italian accent. Yeah. so I was like, oh wow, okay, subtitles. Yeah, <laughs> but he couldn't understand yeah, he's what good. he was saying. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I Pacific Rim was okay, a little over the top in some parts. It made no sense to me in some parts. Like, why would they require two pilots for? A robot. I mean, if you were able did. to build a robot, couldn't you build a supercomputer? Suspension of disbelief. <laughs> we talked about this. <laughs> yeah, I have a hard time with that when it comes to logic. But anyway. <laughs> but um, yeah. Uh, so hey, uh, uh, are you calling for to try and win those yes. tickets also? Oh, I, I well, I, I I'm assuming you've got some sort of quiz tonight, huh? Yes. I, I'm, I'm glad you're listening. Show, so. <laughs> well, no, I. I was out getting gas, and I turned it on on the radio in the car, and I said, oh, I should give you guys a call. Ah. Um, uh, well, yeah. I, um, I don't know what you got going on tonight, but I'm more than happy to embarrass myself. Well, we got, again. We got two thing. choices for you. We got oh, okay. tickets for Kaboom Con, uh, pop, uh, Carson City's first ever pop culture and comic book convention. That'll be at the Carson City Community Center on September 7th. You can win two tickets for that. Or... Thursday, February 29th, is going to be the advanced screening of Dune Part Mm 2, and you can win two tickets for that. Oh, I I think I would definitely take the Kaboom Con. (laughs) Okay, well, then here is your question. And remember, if you get the question wrong, you can call right back and guess again. Yes. So, all right. (laughs) No, seriously, Yeah. I'm not not kidding. Really? Yes. Yes. 
All right. I'll and, give it a shot here. And, see what happens. and your wrong answer will be taken off the board, so it'll only leave four instead yeah. of five. Ooh. So. Okay. So you can keep calling back, get, keep getting it wrong <laughs> until, <laughs> until you, you get, get it right. right. <laughs> Boy, this, this is going to be such suspenseful radio. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, All right, what do you got? Here is your question. What toy was banned by the United States National Security Agency for its prom- from its premises in 1999 over concerns that the toy may be able to record and repeat classified information? Was it A? I was going to say Joe Biden, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> was it A? Teddy Ruxpin. B? Furby. C? Tamagotchi Virtual Pet. D, The Amazing Talking Brain, or E, Ask Me More, Eeyore. Oh, what was it? That, what was that second one? The, the Furby or something? Yes. I'm going to go with Furby. You're going to go with B, Furby. Yes. I don't know what's happening. Okay, we don't get no music. <laughs> oh, because he probably had to plug back in the thumb drive. Oh, it is plugged in. No, he had to plug it back in. Remember, I had to get it. No, it is plugged back in. Yeah, but he didn't pull it back in. Uh, no. I stumped you guys. No, no you but you, the, you did win, but the, the music didn't play for some Yay, you won. <laughs> All right, so, Jim, you're going to get two tickets to go to Kaboom Con in September 7th. It'll be awesome. lots of fun. Um, all kinds of stuff being lined up for that. Actually, um, you have kids, if I remember correctly, so you can. Yes, uh, you I have can, seventeen-year-old uh, twins. Seventeen-year-old uh, twins. Okay, yeah. interesting. I did not know that. Um, really? Yes, you did. They're seventeen. <laughs> wow. Yeah, they're going to be eighteen in a few months. Holy moly! Well, I thought they were like yeah, still time like flies, huh? Yeah, I thought they were still like eight and ten. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> Whatever happened to me? I, I seriously, I thought they were still like real little kids. Oh, there's your music. <laughs> and you thought only the show was on a delay, but <laughs> uh, okay. So, um, yeah, um, so they can go to that. There's you, they can if they are into arts, they can sign up for the go to uh, Kaboom Con. Um, on Facebook, and or and uh, or I can we can get you to get uh, the form sent to you for them to sign up for the art contest, or if they mm-hmm. when they show up uh, they want to sign up for the cosplay mm-hmm. contest, they can do that as well and be a part be a part of the whole thing. So yeah, you'll be getting those tickets. I'm gonna we're gonna put you on hold and we're going to get your email information um, so cool. that uh, we can uh, get uh, get to get you all signed up with that through uh, 97 and Now Productions. So. Um, hold on, sir, and uh, thank you. All right. So we are done with that at the moment. So um, we will continue with the show. I thank you for uh, those who are thinking about participating. We left off with Batman the Killing Joke. And it was, uh, there has been 14 printings of it. Um, put it on hold and then hang up the receiver. And then, okay, now put hang up the receiver. Now pick it up again and then hit the button. Okay. Well, they get the phone system figured out because the phone system is whack, whack. Uh, I will continue. The 27th annual Dice Awards, D-I-C-E, took place Thursday. While it doesn't have the uh, mainstream flashiness of the game awards, Dice is a more industry-focused and arguably more prestigious event 
that honors the best games and creators of the last year. It is hosted and judged by the Academy of Interactive Arts and Sciences, AIAS, along with votes from over 30,000 industry experts, developers, and studios. The big winners were Baldur's Gate 3, mm. which won Game of the Year, among other accolades, and Marvel's Spider-Man 2, which walked mm. away with six awards. Yeah. Additionally, legendary Nintendo composer... Koji Kondo was induced, inducted into the AIAS Hall of Fame during the ceremony. And to wrap this up, here are the list of winners. Game of the Year was Baldur's Gate 3. Outstanding Achievement in Game Design, Baldur's Gate 3. Outstanding Achievement in Game Direction, Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> Outstanding Achievement in Animation, Marvel's Spider-Man oh. 2. Outstanding Achievement in Art Direction, Alan Wake 2. Oh. Outstanding Achievement in Character, Marvel's Spider-Man 2, Miles Morales. Outstanding Achievement in Original Music Composition, Marvel's Spider-Man 2. Outstanding Achievement in Audio Design, Marvel's Spider-Man 2. Uh, outstanding achievement in audio design. Outstanding achievement in story. Baldur's Gate three. Outstanding technical achievements. Marvel Spider-Man two. Action game of the year. Any guesses? Action game. Yeah. Baldur's Gate. No, Marvel's uh, Spider-Man <laughs> two. Adventure game of the year. The Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. Family game of the year. Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Fighting game of the year. Street Fighter six. Racing Game of the Year was Fraza Motorsport. Role-playing Game of the Year was... Role-playing Game? I don't know. Baldur's Gate 3. Oh. <laughs> Sports Game of the Year was... Sports Game? Yeah. Was there a new NHL or <laughs> new NFL Madden? <laughs> That's right. Marvel Spider-Man 2. No, I'm no. kidding. Uh, it was a M MLB The Show. Oh, okay. Strategy Simulation Game of the Year was Dune Spice Wars. Uh. Online. I know. I, got, I did not like that one. No, I, I I didn't think I didn't really completely dislike strategy games until I saw that one. I yeah no it was <laughs> no, it's, it's on Game Pass and I was like I yeah I think I played like three to five minutes and mm -hmm. I was like no yeah uh -huh. it was it was kind of hard to stomach yeah so but yeah um, online game of the year was Diablo four immersive reality technical achievement was Horizon Call of the Mountain. Um, Immersive Reality Game of the Year was Asgard's Wrath 2. Outstanding Achievement for an Independent Game, Cocoon, not the movie. Mm -hmm. uh, mobile Game of the Year, What the Car. <laughs> what the Car? <laughs> I never even heard of that one. Me neither, because I don't play mobile games. I do, so. but I've never heard It's ever shown up on any of my recommended lists. <laughs> okay. It might now. All right. San Diego Comic-Con's first official cruise has been reconfirmed for the 5th of the 5th to the 9th of February 2025 but not in San Diego instead it's sailing from Tampa Florida to Cozumel in Mexico Mexico Ooh. on the Royal Caribbean Serenade of the Seas as Comic-Con the Cruise the ultimate fan adventure guest host Felicia Day along with Warwick Davis Ooh. George Sakai Ernie Hudson Mary McDonald Michael Truco Rob Perlman and more will entertain 2,000 attendees paying from around $1,000 per person. And that includes all lodging, meals, performances, interviews, parties, and events presented on the cruise. That sounds like fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rob Perlman would actually be interesting to talk to. Felicia Day, too. Oh. Yeah. 
Felicia Day. I and Ernie done. Hudson. Warwick Davis. Warwick Davis, yeah. Uh, Star Wars stories. And then, like, oh, he's done so much. Like, <laughs> he was in Harry Potter. Like, <laughs> Yeah. So all kinds of interesting conversations you could have with him. Uh, and it promises screenings, panels, photo ops, nightly shows, themed cosplay parties, exclusive performances, meet and greets, games. Well, you're, they're kind of stuck on a boat with you, so you're going to meet and greet them everywhere. <laughs> well, no, because they probably aren't going to be, like, mingling during the day, like, with everybody else out there at the bar, I'm, I'm sure. Like... But why not? <laughs> I mean, might as well, right? Yeah, anyway. If they had a panel that night, they, you know that their handler isn't like, is going to oh, not let yeah. them at the bar. <laughs> uh, games, book clubs, karaoke, and meaningful interact- interaction. Oh, okay. That's the show. Uh, one-on-one experiences that take place from early morning to the wee hours of the night that make you this uniquely Comic-Con the cruise. Expect the unexpected as you rub shoulders with the iconic and beloved Comic-Con stars and experience a vibrant community of the most passionate fans across the globe. You'll have the opportunity to see a lot more things you want to see because there's fewer people and also a more relaxed environment. Said San Diego Comic-Con spokesperson David Glanzer, describing some of the ways the cruise will be different from the traditional convention and that San Diego Comic-Con is frequently approached for brand partnerships, but they started seriously considering a cruise after hearing reviews about the annual Star Trek The Cruise, mm-hmm. produced by Entertainment Cruise Productions. The Royal Caribbean's Serenade of the Seas also offers pool deck parties, Vegas-style casino, arcade billiards room, a rock climbing wall, and a spas... Why is it plural? With a spas, with performances in the main theater panels in unique venues all around the ship, game shows, and numerous bars and lounges. And no, they haven't invited me yet. Dang it! <laughs> How much were tickets again? <laughs> um, starting at around a thousand, from what the per person. Mm-hmm. That's not too bad, actually. No, but you also like uh, is know, it a three day or anchor, a five day? But um, I don't. It didn't, <laughs> Um, from the 5th to the 9th, I believe, is okay. going to go all the way back to the top there. So five-day, okay. Two spa venters. <laughs> uh, yeah, from the 5th to the 9th, so four days. Five, six, seven, eight, five. Well, five. Technically. Cool, four nights. Yeah. The 2024 Crunchyroll Anime Awards has revealed a star-studded slate of musical performances, including, oh, man, i got to try and pronounce this stuff, Yoshabi and Shing Otu, who will perform beloved tracks from fan favorite anime alongside additional celebrity presenters, including wrestling stars Mercedes Vernado, American football star Demarcus Lawrence, and actress, singer, and model Chikarima. So, yes, anime fans have made their voices heard. I guess. All right. So that is what's going on. And it is now the top of the hour break. If you missed any part of tonight's show, you can pick it up as a podcast presented by 97 to now productions and available on your favorite podcast platform. Just go and sign up for the pop culture kabooms podcast. And we'll be back with more pop culture kabooms radio show right after this. So don't go anywhere. Welcome back to Pop Culture Kabooms, a radio show. Everything you want, everything you need in pop culture entertainment. And it is time for movies. Each week, the power of film powers that be release dozens of movies, some of which you will never hear about except here. Each week's upcoming releases are carefully picked over from Rotten Tomatoes, and up to five films are selected from genres that I would watch. 
Not necessarily <laughs> the general populace, just me. That's yes. how the rules are with this show, because it's my show. Right. So I would watch, the, and those genres are action, adventure, horror, science fiction, anime, or fantasy, and that is pretty much it. With that in mind, we sit through some of the most hideous trailers ever made, and we'll read you the synopsis of each film, then give you our not-so-humble opinions. Bear in mind, we are not professional movie critics. We're just overly opinionated blowhards. Well, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo of Filippo's Horrible Reviews is, and you can catch all of Tony Sanfilippo's reviews of concerts, television shows, and movies at Filippo's Horrible Reviews. And how are you, sir? I am doing good, buddy. How are you tonight? I'm all right. Football season's over. The storm of the century hasn't hit yet, so... Um, you know, but every you know how it is uh, when a, around here when a, a storm is approaching, all of a sudden everybody <laughs> thinks they're going to turn into the Donner Party and eat their kids. Oh, I know. They, the, so. the, the, yeah, the, the cupboards are bare at the store. Yeah, <laughs> you remember? Yeah, you're... people freak out anytime it snows here in Colorado too. You get really the, they announce the snowstorm, and man, I tell you, I don't know if it's just a lot of transplants uh, from California and Texas, and oh yeah, it's it's probably like the hurricanes. Uh, in Florida, you know, everyone just goes crazy. They're going to be bombarded in for a while. Well, you know what? Not really, because in Florida, you know, they're coming. <laughs> I mean, you have... yeah, that is true. They warn you. Snow. <laughs> got two weeks. <laughs> you know, but anyway. All right. So, uh, well, I'm uh, and everything's good with you. Oh, everything's great here. Yeah. All right. So you you all settled in. Uh, everybody starts back at zero with football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back. Hey, right now we're having a good season. We're about ready to find out where uh, Russell Wilson's going. So. Yeah. To the bench. <laughs> I was going to say, like, yes, not well, everybody because Denver. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here on the Pop Culture Booms Radio Show, we utilize a carefully crafted and patented movie rating system. And it goes as follows. If it is worth seeing in a theater at full price, it is called a good, not a great. That is to be determined by you if you choose to see it in a theater. If it seems worth watching in a theater as a matinee in your town's cheap theater, or it is considered a so-so. If it seems worth seeing on a streaming service or as a rental or however you choose to watch the film while avoiding social interaction, it is a blah. And if it is deemed so awful, you should wait for it to be on public television it is considered a touch brown because FCC regulations say we can't use profanity. But <laughs> so you get the picture. All right, so we got five movies this week, and I'm going to throw the uh, proverbial dart at the dartboard here, and let's start off with cold meat. Cold meat. <laughs> so David Patterson is passing through the Colorado Rockies after saving a young wait young diner waitress from her violent ex husband during a break from driving. He hits the road again, alone, through a dangerous snow blizzard. One false move behind the wheel has has him waking up inside a ravine in the eye of the storm. But the cold is the least of his worries when a beast starts prowling outside. How will he survive? How indeed. Uh, there are two things wrong with this right off the bat. The synopsis doesn't match the trailer. Right. <laughs> and the narrative in the trailer doesn't match what's going on in the trailer. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> they were talking about cannibalism. I don't even know where they got that no, from. No, I, I think they the people were turning into the beast. That's where the cannibalism came in. Because like I'm not going to try and guess what's going on. Them. Uh, it was yeah, it was just bizarre. Anyway, so yeah, uh, they, they put, try to put this weird cannibalism spin on it with the narrative, but there's only two people in the film. 
they're both awake. It's not like, you know, some kind of plane crash in the Andes or anything. And I really don't look, and they don't look like they're uh, snapping into a Slim Jim anytime soon. So with just a bait-and-switch confusion, I'm going to say touch brown. Tony, what say you? Oh, man. Being only miles from the Rockies, it's so true. It's so legit cold. Uh, you're just there's snow everywhere. It's not really true. And this, uh, when I did that, when I did uh, write the the review for this, it was snowing pretty hard. Kind of funny. Uh, but you know what? There's no snow monster coming to get you here, man. This movie is about a man being trapped in a car somewhere in the Rockies while there's a monster coming to get you. You know what? I'll, uh, I'd rather watch the baseball Colorado, the Colorado Rockies get beat up by the monsters of LA and skip this frozen turd nugget. <laughs> and our Rob? Rockies are bad here, baby. Bad. <laughs> uh, Rob, what say you? Uh, yes, we had a um, really bad uh, domestic violence account at the restaurant there at the beginning of this uh, thing. I mean, it was terrible. Like, okay, that was like every trope imaginable for domestic violence. <laughs> um, and then he gets trapped in with her. And that's where, and then I think it's a Wendigo. That's what I was getting from it. Um, but Wendigos aren't necessarily cannibals. Like I was thinking it was like a spirit. I don't, I, I don't know. In all honesty, it has my curiosity because I do want to know like what exactly is the monster, but that's the amount of my curiosity goes. So <laughs> <laughs> it, it'll be, a, it'll, it's going to be a blah because I know if it ends up on one of my streaming services, it'll end up being watched because my wife ends up turning on these ones. <laughs> so, so the character's name is uh, David Patterson. Um, but uh, I guess Eric didn't hear that right because he says, he's oh. a sparkling vampire. What does he have to worry about? Okay. <laughs> Ron Patterson. <laughs> but anyway, all right, Tony, what is next? Time to do a little stop motion. A talented stop motion animator becomes consumed by the grotesque world of her horrifying creations with deadly results. Well, that's a unique looking horror movie. An upcoming movie creator has a story to tell doing stop motion animation. Her niece comes over and asks what she's doing. Turns out to be, well, stop motion, which to this kid is quite boring. So that kid decides to tell a dark story about Mr. Ash, and it comes to life. And we have gone all Wes Craven's new nightmare where the story is within the real life, and it intertwines. Looks like there's a lot of jump scares, and I applaud the look of it, and... Well, it's not going to break any records. I bet it's going to, it would probably do better than Madam Web. <laughs> Actually, it might not be true because I just saw it stutter. So I bet the best you could do is a blah. And in a surprise, shocking twist, I'll give this one a touch brown just because I know I'll never ever watch it. <laughs> oh, ouch. Okay. <laughs> I went, see, I went nice and then I just I swung it at you. Right? What a twist. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I know that I'm supposed to suspend my disbelief. <laughs> but if I'm to do that, at least have some sort of reasoning for events to be taking place. Stop motion creator is supposedly a, I, I guess, some kind of a big time stop motion movie maker with no staff, no funding and no visible means of paying for whatever movie she's making. Also, I find it hard to believe that she would be adding sound effects to so early in any film pro making process to this of this kind. Uh, finish the film, then add the dialogue and fully audio effects. That's usually how it goes. Then she stops whatever movie she's doing on the whim of a child that has the worst horror film idea ever. 
Why do I say this? Because this is the actual dialogue from the trailer. What does the Ash Man do? He makes you scared. Yeah. Touch Brown. <laughs> Rob, let's see you. <laughs> All right. We have taken an intriguing process of filmmaking and turned it into a horror movie. I like the concept. Um, I just don't like that little girl who I think is the evil one, in all honesty. I think she's the <laughs> one who, like, somehow possesses all of her little, like, dolls and makes them come to life. I just, she just gives me that vibe. But I, I don't know. It, I know it's on Shudder, so I know it's going to be, like, the highest I can put it at is blah. But I don't know. It does seem intriguing. So, it, for me, it is going to be that blah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, Rob, you're on fire. Just blah, blah, yeah, you're doing straight it. up. All right. I, I, me, me and Tony are flatlined. Okay. <laughs> so, oh, gosh. All right. Parallel is the next film. Parallel follows the story of Vanessa, who takes refuge at her family's lake house to grieve after suffering the loss of her child. Accompanied by her husband, Alex, and his brother, Martel, Vanessa attempts to... Oh, I thought I was his dad. I really did. Oh. While watching the trailer, I'm like... <laughs> See, this is what happens when you read the synopsis the day of the actual doing the show instead of beforehand. Anyway, um, so but soon after their arrival, she experiences an aberration when she is attacked by a parallel universe's version of herself. Faced with the reality that multiverses exist, she must reconcile the fact that these parallel gates will either hold the key to releasing her grief or trapping her forever. Uh, Speaking of the last one... um, uh, stop motion. Eric says a uh, gummy and p- gummy and pokey on a murder trip. That would be interesting. I think he means gummy. <laughs> but... All right, back to parallel. Okay, I don't know if this dive into parallel universes uh, can make me as much sense as I wanted to in an hour and twenty eight minute movie. Uh, this is a prime example of a movie that really should have been a series to better explain what is going on with uh, and with who. Because a two minute and sixteen minute two minute and sixteen second trailer is way too confusing. Still, though, I think I'd be disappointed by the lack of exposition to explain everything. I think I'd give this a headache inducer a try, but not anywhere near a theater. So I'm going to give it a blah. Tony, what say you? Multiverse and parallel universes. I do love the idea, and if it's executed well, it could probably be a good movie. I didn't really understand the point of this. The family discovered there is other versions of themselves. And they're trying to eliminate each other, and the movie never really pulled me in. Um, so I must stay out of this universe, and I'm going to bestow this one a continuing touch brown. <laughs> okay. Uh, Might as well just have the heartbeat monitor just right. <laughs> flatlined. <laughs> Rob, what say you? All right. Well, I do love me a good parallel universe story. Um However, I'm not quite sure if they're taking all of the little tropes seriously because the whole occupy the same space. He mentions it and then he gets like run over by his doppelganger again. And so again. I'm like, <laughs> OK, I thought they couldn't occupy the same space. That's occupying the same space. But OK. Um, so without that in it, it does actually look intriguing to me. Um, I actually like uh, the two brothers. Uh, you know, uh, one was in Leverage um, and Black Adam. Um, so like, they're actually very good actors. So I'm intrigued to see how like this is going to go, especially like, I do like that one part where she's looking at her husband one way and then he walks in the door and she's like, wait, what? Like, (laughs) 
It's just all, what's up? Yeah. So, um, so it, it, like I said, it looks intriguing to me, but it's not something I'm still not going to go out and go. So it's going to stay a blah for me. I guess I'm flatlining on oh, blah. <laughs> no, you're, you're, you're cruising right along, buddy. You got the beat. Uh, all right, Tony, what's next? Time to do the Omicron killer. Copycat serial killer goes on a rampage to prove he's even more deadly than the original. The media redubs him the Omicron killer. Wow, what a synopsis. Ooh, what's scary? You know what scary is? Wearing masks again, that's for sure. <laughs> and the trailer starts with a gang of thugs attempting to rob a disturbed-looking dude who's wearing a blue mask that we all remember from the 2020 horror uh, Corona. Um, he then all of a sudden annihilates them and he goes on a spree of killing and it's just a movie I see a bum killing people killing more people he's deranged stab kill stab kill oh my god that blonde in the tub he's dead <laughs> not done touch brown okay <laughs> uh, alright so sadly with the title Unicrom uh, you would think that this was a Transformers movie, but it's not. However, if you like your horror campion with plenty of TNA, well, this is the movie of the week for you. So if you want to watch a serial killer who looks like a cross between Immortus Joe and Jack Black, enjoy. I would have to be in a... <laughs> I thought Jack Black, too. <laughs> I still thought that. Uh, I'd have to be in a particular mood to watch this, uh, one that borderlines on drunk and horny, and I don't drink. So I'm giving it a blah. <laughs> Rob, what say you? Uh, well, let's see. Um, it has the amazing actress Bai Ling in it. Um, <laughs> as I say that with se- severe sarcasm. <laughs> severe. Um, it is, you know, I don't know. It is so bad. It was so bad. Um, I would rather, like, not see this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the previews and that was enough. I, it, you have Bai Ling in it, and that's that's enough for me to not go see this movie. So, uh, yeah, Touch Brown. I, I particularly, I, I was particularly fond of the whole uh, COVID cult yeah. that they had in the movie, <laughs> right? which some for some reason dressed like they were black Satanists or something. And, and okay, I have to say this: the, the fact the fact that the the blonde in the bathtub who. For some reason, doesn't grab a towel, but go, go, goes to the door covering herself with her arm. Well, only and yeah. only her boobs. Yeah, like okay. Yeah. So why did she just grab your towel? Like <laughs> I don't know. It was, and then like her scream was so so bad, so oh, yeah. bad. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, that leaves us with one more movie, and that is Spaceman. And Spaceman is the forty ounce monkey this week. Six months into a solitary research mission to the edge of the solar system, an astronaut, Jacob, realizes that the marriage he left behind might not be waiting for him when he returns to Earth. Desperate to fix things with his wife, Linka, he is helped by a mysterious creature from the beginning of time he finds hiding in the bowels of a ship. Honus works with Jacob to make sense of what went wrong before it is too late. And hopefully make sense of that script, too, because that was just weird. Adam Chandler joins a long line of comedians who turned serious actor. The minute the trailer started, I assumed it would be Billy Madison in space or some other typical goofy character in space. But instead, the trailer gives us serious Adam in space talking to Charlotte. And I'm sure that there's a Wilbur reference in this movie somewhere. 
I just I just know it. Anyway, if I was to uh, take the atom factor out of this from the trailer, this looks like a super boring, overly cerebral sci-fi waste of time. And since it's on Netflix, I have way too many things on my list to waste time on than this, uh, no matter how much insomnia I'm suffering from. So I'm going to give it a touch, Brown. Tony, what say you? <laughs> going to the moon to hang out with uh, what's really going to be a better movie than uh, Man of Web. This is a serious Sandler Netflix movie. Um, he's in a serious role. Uh, problem with him in the serious roles, uh, fellas, has he... I know he's done a few, but if you've seen any, were they ever that good? All right, Tony, I'm going to have I to didn't. stop you right there, sir, because we're yeah. at that hard break. I'll pause her, man. Uh, pause her. We'll be back. We'll get Tony's thoughts on it and his rating for Spaceman. And uh, also Rob's, too. Okay. This will be good. All right, so we'll be back with more Pop Culture Kabooms radio show right after this. So do not go anywhere. Don't touch that down. Don't touch it. <laughs> Welcome back to the Pop Culture Kabooms radio show. Everything you want, everything you need in pop culture entertainment. And we are going over the movies that will be coming out February 19th through February 25th with Mr. Tony Sanfilippo, Filippo's Horrible Reviews. And so far we got four movies covered. And uh, first up was Cold Meat, which uh, Rob gave it a blah. Tony and I gave it Touch Browns. Stop Motion. Rob gave it a blah. Tony and I gave it Touch Browns. Parallel. Uh, Rob and I gave it blahs, and Tony gave it a touch brown, and then me and Rob switched. Because <laughs> with Omnicron Killer, I gave it a blah, Rob gave it a touch brown, <laughs> and Tony also gave it a touch brown. And we we're just talking about the new Adam Chandler movie, Spaceman, which is the 40 ounce monkey in the room this week. Uh, six months into a solitary research mission to the edge of the solar system, an astronaut. Jacob realizes that the marriage he left behind might not be waiting for him when he returns to Earth. Desperate to fix things with his wife, Lunka, he is helped by a mysterious creature from the beginning of time he finds hiding in the bowels of his ship. Hannes works with Jacob to make sense of what went wrong before it is too late. And I gave it a touch, Brown. And Tony, you were saying. Yeah, I did that whole thing before. Um, my question was, do you guys ever see any of his other serious movies um, that he'd done? I've made it a point to never see any of his yeah, movies. No. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I did not see Uncut Gems, no. Yeah, Uncut Gems, he was such a piece of, you know, what in the movie. Like, his character was just sleazy and just terrible. Um, and I, I saw Punch Drunk Love was the mm. first serious one I saw. And, yes. oh, gosh, that was really bad. Yeah. So, I don't... Ugh, this movie does look like it's weird, and it could be really slow. I mean, the great thing is it is on Netflix, so you don't have to go to the theaters to see this thing. <laughs> um <laughs> You do have the ability to snooze, and I happen to like Adam Sandler. I just know this is not going to be a funny one, but I, I probably would give it a shot. I don't expect much from it, so I'm going to kill the brown streak, and we'll give it a blah. Whoa! Okay. <laughs> blah, but it's just a blah. Okay. Hey, you, Gibby. Rob, what say you? spaceship. Um, let's see. Uh, the last, I can't even remember the last Adam Sandler movie. Oh, wait, it was that one with Jennifer Aniston. Oh. 
Yeah, the the murder that. mystery or yeah, something. I, I, I ignore all of them. That was, I'm not a fan of his. My brother is like a huge fan. I'm just not a fan of him. I don't find him funny. I, I, I just don't. Um, so I don't know. And like, same thing with Punch Drunk Love. Not a fan of that movie. I thought it was very boring. Oh, um, boring. And then this one is very like, okay, we have a sci-fi movie and it's cerebral. Cerebral sci-fi movies as a whole are already slow. And then we got Adam Sandler. <laughs> um, and for those of us that like don't really like him, you're going to be expecting him to say a joke at any point, and it ain't going to ever come. So it's going to even make the movie even longer. <laughs> um, so, And then at one point, like I'm still confused about this spider person thing because at one point he she goes he goes well I made this easier this form easier for you to view I do not find a giant spider easier to view what the heck did you look like before um, okay I, yeah no um, so for me I don't know I, I doubt I'm going to end up seeing this so I'm going to give it a touch brown but I have a feeling my wife will end up turning it on. Well, make sure it's a night that you can't sleep. Right. <laughs> that way you can fall asleep no, easily. because some of those, it's like all of a sudden you're like the most boring movies when you're trying to fall asleep. For some reason, you can't fall asleep to. Oh, like Raising Kane. Actually, you know what? I watched, yeah. Did you ever see that one with Jonathan Lithgow? Mm -hmm. Okay. The first time I saw that movie, I could not understand because a friend of mine was actually in that movie. Oh. So I'm like, oh, I want to see this because I uh -huh. want to see Curtis in it. So I started watching it, and I could not follow what was going on <laughs> until after being up for 36 hours. It was 2 a.m., and I and, oh, I'll watch this because it'll help me fall asleep because that right. was a boring-ass movie. So I started watching it, and all of a sudden I figured out exactly what – I knew exactly <laughs> what was going on. It took sleep deprivation to understand this film. Right. So I do not look forward to that. I don't think that would happen with this one, though. All right, so those are the movies that uh, are coming out this coming week. Next week, February 26th through March 3rd, we got four that I could find so far. Dune Part 2, which will undoubtedly be the 400-pound gorilla in the room that we'll be talking about, as well as Camp Pleasant Lake. Hmm, imagine that. Not, that. That's a horror movie. There's no doubt about that Camp one. Camp Pleasant Lake. There's yeah. Ma Mason Voorhees there. I know, right? Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Amelia's Children and Outlaw mm -hmm. Posse. Outlaw Posse. Young, yeah. Uh, wouldn't that, young Guns-ish. Wouldn't that be just a gang? I mean, <laughs> anyway. Jonathan Lipnicki. Okay. Those are the uh, movies that we'll be talking about next week, at least uh, some of them. Ooh. All right, so the big headline this week as far as movies go, um, the Fantastic Four now has a cast. Yes. So um, yes. it's going to be uh, Pedro Pascal. Yep. Vanessa Kirby, Eben Moss Blanchard, and Joseph Quinn will be playing Marvel's first family, ending speculation that has been going on for years. And the release date for the film is slated currently for July 25th, 2025. Thoughts on that, Tony? Love it. I mm -hmm. think it's great casting. Um, excited, well, finally excited to get the MCU in, or excuse me, the Fantastic Four in the MCU. Right. And I love this new approach the MCU is doing. They just said, you know what? Cut the cut the crud. I don't want to cuss on the show, but cut the crud. You know, we don't need to have all these things. Let's just focus on the big properties. And man, did Marvel deliver with the announcements this week? And I love it was just a little poster. It looks to be set in the sixties. Yes, and, uh, yes. You know, 
I'm loving Pedro, uh, Pedro Pascual as uh, Mr. Fantastic. I love that they haven't yeah. said anything about Doctor Doom. Nothing no, like that. yeah, that's so, that's the one thing that I'm curious about too. Is like who they're going to tap yeah. to play Doctor Doom? Well, here's my problem: Herbie the robot. That's my problem with this. <laughs> I got to tell you, I know I was not a fan of Herbie the robot when he was introduced in the Fantastic Four cartoon. Does it mean that they're going to introduce him? Oh, yes, they are. They're, they're going to. They have already Did said. You, really? Yes. That's I why he's pictured there. Oh. Uh, he's in, actually in the picture. Herbie the robot is going to be in the Fantastic Four. I don't understand the 1960s setting, though, either, because that makes no I sense. Cause I like it. I, I, I like it, too, but if that was a starting point for the MCU. No, but, okay, so here's the thing. I have a feeling that the movie's going to be set in the 60s, but at the end, they're going to parallel universe over into current really? MCU. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because don't That'd forget, be an interesting we, we twist. Don't, and I say parallel twist. because of the fact that um, in the Marvels, <laughs> it, um, Maria went over and she was in a parallel universe. She yeah, was, with you the, know, with the uh, X Men. Yes. The, the so, beast like, yeah, exactly. The... So, not the multiverse, but a parallel. So that's why I think like that's how they're going to introduce them. They're going to be side by side the MCU. And Reed Richards. Mm-hmm. I and also I don't like the casting of Pedro Pascal's. I Mr. do. Fantastic. I do. Because, like, Reed Richards always has that kind of little air of arrogancy, and, like, Pedro Pascal can play that very well. <laughs> he just seems too old to me to be playing him. He should be. But no. then again, I, 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 it's kind of weird because Fantastic, you know, Mr. Fantastic, mm-hmm. I think it would be a younger guy, but he's got the gray hair. So mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of conf- conflicted on that. <laughs> right? I do like the fact of who they got to play uh, Johnny. So. Oh, who was it? The guy who played Eddie in oh, uh, Stranger, in, uh, Things. Stranger yeah. Things 4. So, yeah, I'm happy because I really liked him. And so I'm like, I'm excited to see how he's going to take this role. Yeah. Well, I couldn't get any worse than Well, he does if, if you actually look at him, he doesn't look anything like his Stranger Characters role. So, like, you could see him, like, transforming into a comic book version of Johnny for this. Okay. Well, I just wish that they would have picked uh, more brother-sister-looking people to play Sue Storm and Johnny Storm. Right. But, you know. Well, yeah, well, this is better than the uh, Josh Trank one 10 years ago, right? Where they totally went with Michael B. Jordan as, right. you know, Johnny Storm. And then Sue Storm was like, I just, I, I just was was like, oh, here, here's the problem. Yeah. Well, I mean, it goes back to even even the other Fantastic Four movies. I mean, Jessica Biel and Jessica and Alba. Have, Whatever. Oh yeah, but she was a good-looking suit, man. But she no. But Chris Evans was supposed to be her brother. No, that did not work. (laughs) Not not as siblings. It does not. uh, There's many different families out there now. Uh, I don't care. (laughs) I guess I'm. I guess I'm not overly familiar with uh, Vanessa Kirby, though. I, I don't. Me neither. You know, without looking up her stuff, I don't know anything. She. I don't know anything offhand. I want to say it was a TV show. Um, was it like a? Wasn't she in Marvel she was, before? No, I want to say she was she more famous more. for like TV shows. I see your buddy Herbie in here though. The I Crown. No. <laughs> oh, she was in Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And Fast and the Furious. Oh, mo- another movie I didn't see. And Mission Impossible: I Fallout. I guess she was in a lot of Mission so Impossible. So she must movies. be one of the recurring femme fatales. 
Yeah, I guess so. Okay. All right. So, yeah, that, that's some interesting news there. Um, and uh, here's some yeah. more interesting uh, film news. Um, Dracula will be adapted once again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a twist! Uh, 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 uh. Luke Besson will direct this version, which will star Christopher Waltz and Caleb Laundry Jones, who are both in talks to join the project. The film is being shopped around in the European film market as we speak, according to Variety. It's also uh, far from the only version of the story that is in, in active development, as Bloomhouse has also been trying to get a version of the story off the ground. Last year we had Renfield and the la and Last Voyage of the Demeter also out, so there is no shortage of Dracula-rated films around the, at the moment. Uh, Dracula tells the story of 15th century Prince Vladimir, who cursed God following the death of his beloved wife and is turned into a vampire. Later in 19th century London, he discovers his wife's doubleganger and dooms himself by pursuing her. How closely this version would follow the story and whatnot is not known at this time. Uh, here's a question worth pondering, though. Is this the most adapted story of all time? It kind of is, but yeah, everybody likes a good vampire story. So <laughs> True. I mean, I do like the fact that Universal is actually like... Instead of going with their own dark universe, they're doing like their whole um, like lending out their characters so other people can like do their own takes on them. So like you have that new one, Abigail, coming out, which is oh that is that's actually, a vamp, yeah. And you know what? I read an article about Abigail. Mm -hmm. You know what we're talking about with Abigail? I don't know. Oh, oh, oh you got to see. Go watch the trailer. It's it's Abigail. Um, but okay. it's it's about people. Um, they kidnap this. Uh, they basically kidnap her, and she's a vampire. And yeah. they and, and it's funny because I think the guy knows that he, that like hired him because he's like, oh, and you're all going to be trapped in the house with her. Bye. <laughs> like, <and> like. <laughs> well, here's the funniest thing is that it um, was uh, done up. Uh, Dracula, by the way, was uh, has been done redone or done 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 sixty two plus times. Mm -hmm. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, all the way back to Is that well, don't forget all Adam Sandler, like Nosferatu. Yeah, he's starting with Nosferatu in like nineteen twenty something. Yeah, uh, there was a silent one before that, in like six. I want to say nineteen sixteen. It was like one of the first films so, or something mm -hmm. like that. But uh, yeah, I watched the original one. Mm -hmm. It was quite boring. Yeah. <laughs> well, then they even, they remade it in the seventies too. They did a remake. They did? Yeah, they oh, did a see, remake. I didn't really see the remake. I saw the actual and then, 19 um, whatever. The guy who did The Witch, uh, Kevin uh, Eggers. Your favorite movie. <laughs> um, oh, he's oh, doing a version, too. Uh, but anyway, um, so what, what, what were we talking about? Dracula. Oh, yeah, I know. There's something else in there. Uh, I can't oh, but, oh, and then, oh. The actual most adapted movie is A Christmas Story. A Christmas Carol. Christmas Carol. Well, yeah, same thing. So, no. A Christmas <laughs> no. Story is completely different. I know. But... There's only one Ralphie, man. Okay. Um, so, and uh, the other news is that uh, Kick-Ass is being rebooted. Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't hear that. that. Is it done by the same creators and everything? Um, actually, same? yes, it will be. Um, so, uh, it has been quite a ride for the lengthy Kick-Ass universe, which went from being a popular comic book series to a live-action film, even getting a sequel along the way. Uh, then, as a result of its cult classic status, fans basically begged for a third installment of the Aaron Taylor Johnson-led film series with nothing but radio silence for far too long. Now, 
Nearly 14 years after its release, the property, uh, property is officially earning a reboot, which might even get a 2024 release. And a former kick-ass filmmaker who's producing the film wants you to know that the next era of the franchise isn't something you'd ever anticipate. During an interview with The Playlist, Matthew Vaughn addressed the societal influence of the film and his initial concerns about revisiting the world of Kick-Ass, divulging, uh, let's just put it this way, the most important line in Kick-Ass was, two lines were, why does everyone want to be Paris Hilton? No one wants to be Spider-Man, which I think is fascinating because remember that that was a new thing. The whole reality star thing, that was a big thing. And with no power comes no responsibility. So those were the two hooks. When delving deeper into the reboot topic, Vaughn continues, the reboot is a reflection of the world we now live in and what's happened to superhero films and comics and where we are now. So all I can say is people will be very surprised and I didn't want to go back to the world of Kick-Ass just to do a Kick-Ass 3. It's the same, but it's not the same. It's not what anyone expects, but there will be enough in it for people to go, okay, that's different, but it's pretty darn, pretty damn cool. The Kick-Ass reboot, which film titled School Fight, has been filmed in secret and is expected to be released later this year with two other films currently being filmed to make a complete trilogy. Mm-hmm. It seems cool. Are you in shock, Tony? Super shock. Uh, <laughs> no, that's just not something I expected. I mean, it was cool. I I really enjoyed the the first. Uh, the first one was way better than the second. Oh yeah, I did like the second, but the first one was, you know, it was a nice surprise. It was, it was a very enjoyable movie. I, I kind of I watched the first one because uh, I didn't know about the comic book, so mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of interesting. Um, not as interesting as Scott Pilgrim versus the world, but, uh, along the same lines, um, it tried to go for more of a comedic edge than anything else. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, so those two were gory and... too, kind of on the boy side. Yeah. Yeah. So it was interesting. All right, sir. It is now time for that hard break. Um, I do appreciate you as always your insight into the movies and, uh, definitely we'll be talking with you again next week. Yes. Look forward to it. Yep, I will be on the air. I look forward to it, fellas. Awesome. All right, sir. We will be back with more Pop Culture Kabooms radio show right after this, so don't go anywhere. If you want to go and check him out, Filippo's Horrible Reviews is on Facebook. When he posts a review, I do put it to the Pop Culture Kabooms news feed, so you can then go and like and follow him from there. But go and check out his reviews. They are very interesting, very funny, too, so go and check them out. And, uh, Tony, take care, be safe, and uh, everybody else, we'll talk to you on the other side of this break. Welcome back to Pop Culture Kabooms, a radio show. Everything you want, everything you need in pop culture entertainment. And uh, let's get into some games. <laughs> <laughs> so here's some information I was able to find out about games. Electronic Arts has finally addressed all of the college football fans who have been waiting for a new game. As EA Sports College Football 25 has been confirmed for release this year. The company originally announced three years ago that they would be making a new game highlighting the NCAA system and all of the conferences, complete with teams, 
uh, I'd hope with complete with all the teams. Since then, it's been a lot of waiting. No news is usually good news, but in this case, it seemed like EA Sports was working on all of their other sports games and that a college title was basically a pipe dream. That changed a bit as the company launched a brand new trailer, which can be seen online, letting fans know that not only is the game in the works, but that they are planning to release it sometime this year. The path to making a new game has been a painful one, and for good reason. Years ago, the series was given the axe after the company was sued for wrongfully using the images of college athletes for commercial use and financial gain when the players themselves were forbidden for doing, from doing, so, doing it. Fast forward to 2021, the Supreme Court handed down a ruling that college athletes could not only profit from their name, but also from their likeness and image, opening the doors for EA to make a game that could potentially dole out money to players for usage. No word on a release date, but they did say they'd show it off in May of 2024. If the timing lines up with the way they preview the Madden NFL series, we could see EA Sports College Football 25 in July or August. Hmm. So, in other words, uh, yeah, uh, so EA is finally going to be paying all of those college kids for using their likeness and everything. Which well, I don't understand why they couldn't just use a generic looking character. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't I don't get it. I mean, it's not like the video g- game technology has gotten to the point where it actually looks like the person very much. I mean, some uh, of it does, though, depending on which engine they're using and stuff. Like, they can get super darn close. Okay, but uh, at least uh, back in my day, yeah, um, you know, football <laughs> players were an orange stick, so <laughs> and those were the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, an orange stick. If you had uh, Dallas, they were a blue stick, and so were the Buffalo Bills. And the, anyway, yeah. so I digress. The only difference uh, was Miami was teal. I hated <laughs> playing those games. I could never get it to the right player. <laughs> oh, you know what? I love those games because I'd put it on the easiest possible setting, and I would set world records. <laughs> Highest score in a game, most number of interceptions in a game. <laughs> it was awesome. But anyway, Rob Zombie debuted feature debut feature House of a Thousand Corpses just celebrated its 20th anniversary last year. Mm-hmm. And the celebration is continuing uh, here in 2024 because they, because why not? Trick or Treat Studios <laughs> just announced House of a Thousand Corpses, the game. Ooh, I wonder if it's going to be like Dead by Daylight or. Uh, no, this is a board game. It's oh. an officially licensed cooperative cool. tabletop game that will be funded through Kickstarter. The company preview goes as follows. Travel through iconic locations from the movie. It sounds like it's supposed to be set up like Candyland or mm-hmm. Life, you know, or you're going like all around. The... Anyway, the company uh, and hunt down as many victims as possible with their fate in your hands in either solo or co-op play mo- gameplay. House of a Thousand Corpses star Sherry Moon stars Sherry Moon Zombie, Rain Wilson, Sid Haig, Walton Goggins. Billy Bill Mosley and Karen Black in the 2023 horror movie from Zombie. Our characters cruise across the country to uncover offbeat tourist traps and urban legends for friends. Get more than they bargained for when a pit stop at Captain Spaulding's Museum of Monsters and Mad Men sends them on a hunt for the final resting place of mythic maniac Dr. Satan. With their car stalled and the rain pouring down. Hey, wait a minute. Car stalled in the rain pouring down. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's how it starts. 
Okay, I thought I thought it was describing a Rocky Horror Picture Show <laughs> there for a second. It's, it's it's very it's very much a trope movie. It's very much a trope movie. Yes. Okay. The foursome takes solace at the nearby Firefly residence, kicking off an odyssey of terror that will bring them face to face with evil itself. House of a Thousand Corpses: The Game is launching on Kickstarter soon with exclusive rewards. To be sure to follow the campaign at Kickstarter.com backslash projects backslash trick or treat studios for updates sega and anaplex have released a brand new trailer for demon slayer komitsu no yam no yabi no yaba sweep the game uh, sweep the board i'm sorry uh, as they give a better overview of the game, this uh, game is basically what would happen in the world of Demon Slayer collided with Mario Party as up to four players can compete against each other in what is essentially an inter- interactive board game of the series. You'll choose your character, pick a board, uh, pick a broad, pick a, okay, they spelled board with broad. <laughs> That matches one of the locations in the game, and essentially an interactive broad does not make sense. <laughs> right? <I'm> like, <laughs> you'll choose a character, pick a broad. Oh, okay. okay. It's that kind of a game. <laughs> brown chicken, brown cow. Uh, they complete to compete against each other in a friendly competition to see who is the greatest slayer in your group. The iconic landmarks from the anime Demon Slayer, Kumitsu no Yabaga Yoba, uh, such as Mount Fujisakan, uh, Mujin Train. Tosami Mansion and Asakusa will appear as boards. Roll the dice to advance through the squares. Each board has a daytime and nighttime period. During the day, you will play events and minigames to prepare for the night where you will be searching for demons to defeat and to become a great demon slayer. The game will will arrive on Nintendo Switch on April 26th of 2024. So, um, I don't know. I've, I've never played a Twitch or the Nintendo Switch. Have you? My daughter has one. Um, you've got the like little hand things, right? It's, Is it kind of like a, a throwback it's, to it's, like Wii or something? Well, it's, like, it depends because you could play it as a handheld or you could plug it in and play it on your screen. So, okay. if you play it on the handheld, it's just like playing on the handheld. And then those are the controllers that actually come off and control like the old Wii. You remember, you remember, I don't know if you remember the old Wii. Yeah, I do, where you With had like two, a left mm-hmm. and a right thing in each yeah. hand. And a, see, yeah, so okay, that would throw me off because you're like using a mobile like this, right? Yeah. And then you detach them and you're like kind of free flailing well, like animals. I think, I think that you can put them together to play games or something. Like I don't, like I said, I don't know. My daughter has it. <laughs> <laughs> You never watched her play a I'm, game? I'm old school with the Xbox S. You know, like. okay. See, I'm even, even more old school than that, going back to like the original um, Nintendo and stuff. I, mean, uh, I bought the, instead of having yeah, the regular. Yeah, she has a regular controller, too. Okay. So See, I'm, I'm looking at those, uh, the, the left and the right controller yeah. things. And those ones attached to the actual, like, Mobile handheld. Unit. Yeah. And then I think you can use them, but I think she also has her actual controller. Oh, an actual because, controller. Yeah, because she, um, because the Xbox ones can, like, you can use Xbox controllers for it. Oh, really? So, yeah, so she just uses my Xbox controllers. <laughs> hmm, interesting. Um, where was I going with that? I don't have any idea anymore. Okay. Oh yeah. Um, so I they had arcade style controllers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. I had to invest in that. <laughs> had to get that because it had the joystick yeah. and, and the buttons. And instead of doing this like, you know, weird. I'm I'm turning into 
Uh, you can. John Carradine with my hands all crunkled up. So you can. I don't know about PlayStation, but I know Xbox. They have an accessibility like port that you can actually bring in like those old school like joysticks and stuff like oh, that really? to play. Yeah. See, I remember back in the day they used to have like the whole. Uh, <laughs> I, I never got into driving games. So I oh, driving we had games, the wheel. Yeah, the, and the gas pedal and the brake uh-huh, pedal that yep, you put uh-huh. on the floor, yep. too. It was like, oh, that was so... Even the Wii, the Wii when the Wii... I don't know which Wii came out, but it Wii. came out with... One of them, it came out with steer, It came with two steering wheels that you put the controller in, uh, the steering wheel, and then you were able to play it, so it was fun. Awesome. Okay. And, uh, yeah, and the flight controller, too. Remember yes. that one? For oh. flight simulator. Yeah. Yeah, I never used that either. <laughs> my dad did because I my dad would can't. play like the flights oh this is the weirdest thing i never understood this game they have a uh, pc game called flight simulator mm-hmm. have yeah. you ever played that yes okay my dad would use that he had the whole weird setup and made it look like it was a cockpit oh yeah an airplane and everything mm-hmm. with the controls and yep. everything then he'd put it on autopilot drive and fly to freaking peru or something yeah and then he'd go like make dinner watch a movie then come back and check and make sure his plane didn't crash or something. Right. <laughs> I mean, what's the point of playing that there? I have no idea. <laughs> I, I actually, I can't play like those flight games. Really? I have, yeah, I get nauseous like super fast. Wow. And um, like I, I bought the squadrons. I love, like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't wait. I can finally play like Star Wars squadrons. You oh, know, like really? fight, fight in space. Yeah, 10 minutes in, I had to turn the game off because I was so nauseous I was going to throw up because oh. I my ship was, like, spinning and the screen <laughs> spins, and I'm just like, oh, my God, I can't do this. Like, <laughs> Now, when you play, do you, like, do the in-cockpit or do you, like, do the um, third-person it's, outside? It's, it's, it's in-cockpit, so you oh, have... I can't stand that. Some of it is. It's, like, weird, and... um. And of course, they have you doing missions, and you have to like keep fighting the same person. Like, I couldn't get my guy to like he kept spinning out of control. I'm like, okay, I can't do this. I cannot do this. I'm getting sick. <laughs> That's funny. See, because um, even today, I was playing uh, Star Wars, um, mm-hmm. Star Wars Galaxies, um, because they have the jump to the light speed mm-hmm. one. So I've been playing that, and I cannot stand a cockpit view. I mm. have to be the, be able to see the ship. I, right, it's just a weird. Hang well, up and that's why I'm wondering because like. I really want I can't wait for Outlaws to come out and they're going to have a part where you actually get to like have space battles. I'm like, oh, my gosh, please don't be like squadrons to where like I can't play this part of the game. You got to just practice. Uh, it sounds to me like you're like I tried to show my wife how to play a Gears of War. Mm-hmm. Oh, she was shooting the sky. She was like, <laughs> she's looking everywhere. It's like, what are you doing? I, I, I hate that's why I can't. I don't like the shooter games because I can't. Because you have to aim with one, yeah, you know, and then you got to look in uh, another direction, and I can't do it. Like my thing goes shoot, shoot, like <laughs> you're looking up, shooting up. Like, I, like even like, um, gosh, I was playing the other night uh, the stupid uh, Walking Dead games, which are just like you know, it's mostly story, and you just pick like A, B, C, you know, yeah, and you have to like aim and shoot. And I kept dying because I couldn't get the stupid X in this circle where it needed to go. Oh really? Oh, okay. <laughs> See, uh, one game I didn't like uh, that was like that was, um, remember, uh, oh, man, uh, the animated one, uh, Dragon Slayer, I think it was, mm-hmm. um, you know, where you, you had to, like, hit the yes. controller yep. at the right oh, exact, yeah. boop, right at the moment. Dragon right Slayer. Moment. Yeah, that's a Dragon mm-hmm. Slayer where you died. Yes. I hated that game. I love that game. <laughs> I hated that game. Because I don't know, uh, the arcade I went Don to, Blue, I, yeah. I think it was Broke. Oh, so it wouldn't like do it, and so I just, probably spent you're just in there screaming at the screen while you crumbled into a skeleton. So I, I probably spent like a thousand dollars and quarters on oh, that yeah. game. Oh <laughs> yeah, 
if I go back in time to particular games that I played, how much money I dropped in those things, I might as well have just, my parents might as well have just bought the thing. Right. Oh, yeah. No, so. definitely. I was happy, though, because they did release it on, like, Xbox. So I do have it on Xbox. <laughs> hey, there you go. So yeah, I always liked uh, Defender. Remember that? Oh, yes. That mm-hmm. movie was, that game was fun. Centipede. Uh, Centipede I wasn't too sprung on. And Joust. Joust, Joust. is always oh, one yeah. of my favorites. Joust is awesome. Spearing somebody and they turn into an egg that you and don't scoop up. For what it's worth, Pitfall. I mean, it was. I liked Pitfall. It that was, was fun. It was because it was like its first, like, even though it got repetitive, it was still like fun. Like, you had to jump over the alligator. Okay, jump over him again. Like, and it was so just pixelated. Yes. It was just insane. And then they had the uh, knockoff version for the other systems, that, uh-huh. you know, because Activision, I guess, had the Pitfall. Right. And then, and that was strictly Atari, I think mm-hmm. it was. Okay, ColecoVision. Right. And, and uh, also, because um, we had um, Intellivision. Yes. And uh, they had their knockoff version of pitfall it wasn't even called pitfall uh-huh. and so it, me and my brother started calling him a, a snake pit charlie, a snake pit charlie. Character. <laughs> <laughs> just because that just made it oh pole position i never liked the racing games oh uh, space ace was okay it was kind of along the same lines as uh, uh, dragon's, dragon's league. League. yep mm-hmm. but uh yeah. yeah same maker don bluth yeah so but i liked pole position for the fact that like when you needed to you got repaired and you you had to but you had to get into the uh, the moving van, like the the big oh, ring yeah. in order to like upgrade, <laughs> and you had to do it right. See, yep. I liked Spy Hunter though. Oh, that was Spy, Spy Hunter. Hunter was that was awesome. Spy Hunter pole position. Yeah, I, okay, yeah, that was Spy Hunter. Where you and had, had to such get a cool the... baseline to it. Anyway, early James Gunn. Oh yeah, then you had that armor car, and you couldn't do anything, so you had to oil slick him. Yeah, yeah, good time. Uh, it was back in November 2023 when Marvel Studios head Kevin Feige shared that he liked what he had seen so far from the mighty, highly anticipated upcoming animated series X-Men 97. Mm-hmm. And now it looks like fans will finally get a chance to judge for themselves next month. According to Empire Magazine, the series will be hitting Disney Plus screens on March 20th. Just to be clear, we're assuming that X-Men 97 will drop the same day in the UK as it will in the US since Empire is a UK entertainment site. Also in the article, showrunner Bo DeMeo also breaks down the characters, teasing what fans can expect from Gambit, Rogue, Jubilee, Storm, Wolverine, Beast, Morph, and Bishop. DeMeo and supervising producer Jake Castorani, Castorana made a surprise appearance during Marvel's Designing the X-Men panel at San Diego Comic-Con 2023 to offer some updates and, wait for it, footage from the series. Yep, the ba- but the bad news it's not going to be released, at least not anytime soon. But what was screened, including scenes of the team inter- interrogating Dr. Trask, Jean Grey having some issues with Cerebro, Cyclops using his powers to save some literally falling te- fallen teammates, and even a To Me, My X-Men line thrown in for good measure. You know what? And I saw that, and my first thought was when he said it was, nice way to treat your team like a bunch of dogs. <laughs> to me, my X-Men. Anyway. So with that being said, it is now time for our top of the hour break. If you missed any part of tonight's show and or if you want to uh, hear it again, go over and check out your favorite podcast platform for Pop Culture Kaboom's podcast produced by 97 and Now Productions. You'll like it. And so make sure you subscribe. It is the top of the hour. So when we get back, it'll be our interview time with Miss Sandy King Carpenter and uh, lots of stuff we're going to be talking to her about. So don't go anywhere. More Pop Culture Boomers radio show right after this.
Welcome back to Pop Culture Kaboom's radio show. Everything you want, everything you need in pop culture entertainment. I don't know if they've ever released a top 100 most influential women in media or actually in entertainment. But if they did, then she would definitely be number one on that mm-hmm. list, if not the top five. And if she's not, then somebody doesn't know how to make a list correctly. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Joining us once again, our favorite person. Yes. Film and television producer, co-founder and CEO of Storm King Productions, Sandy King Carpenter. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. How about you guys? Oh, we're good. We're thank you. great. You know what? Uh, thank you for rescheduling because of that yes. uh, snowstorm we had uh, two weeks ago. And uh, coincidentally, tonight we're supposed to get like four feet of snow in the next couple of days. <laughs> no, because we're about to get the rain. So yeah. Well, at least doing. it's the rain and not four feet of snow. I mean, so. Yeah, we just have the mudslide. Right. Yeah, that's Ooh. true. Well, but at, least, Those are uh, never fun. but at least nobody turns into the Donner Party <laughs> down yeah. there. So. True, true. <laughs> Which actually would make an interesting book in and of itself. <laughs> You the know, Donner mudslide. I thought about it, but I think movies like Ravenous and those, oh. you know, kind of beat me to the <laughs> No, because those are set in back in the day, not in modern times. Yeah. True, mm. true. Yeah, I, I'd love to see a bunch of really entitled rich people in <laughs> Lake Tahoe who go skiing and have to eat each other. You know, yes. More like a film. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love it. Oh, uh, sign me up. So I'm going to keep a. Uh, um, uh, uh, um, oh, I can't believe I forgot your name for a second. Robert Bay here, because I know he's chomping at the bit to ask you a particular question. Uh, huh. and, and in regards to the uh, last uh, television series that you produced, um, Suburban Screams. But anyway, because <laughs> uh, I know, and uh, oh, and uh, by the way, thank you for calling in uh, back in November for our fifth anniversary. I appreciate that as well. Well, sure, it was a party. It was. It was. (laughs) You couldn't couldn't have kept me awake. (laughs) Uh, Even if it was by phone. Um, But so uh, Rob asked you then, and you kind of gave us the NDA um, kind of version of it. But uh, I'll I'll, I'll let him kind of uh, chomp at the bit for a bit on that (laughs) one. Uh, But the big thing that's coming up that I wanted to talk to you about is this Wednesday, February 21st in comic book shops will be Dark and Twisted Long Haul, uh, written by Colin Bunn and Heath Amodio. 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 uh, With art by Andrea Muddy and inks by Gigi Balassini. Baldessini, yeah. Oh, wow, I got it right. Uh, colors by Valerio Baloro mm-hmm. and lettered by Janice Chang. Yep. Ah, I am so happy when I actually get names <laughs> right. You have no idea. You got it. You got it. <laughs> yeah, where I can kind of go, who the hell is that? You got the wrong people. Yeah. <laughs> and this is being brought to us by Storm King Comics. Um, so I do have the synopsis for um, long haul, and uh, if you don't mind if I read it real quick before we delve into it, uh, there are over 700 missing people along America's interstate highways, hunted, taken, and killed by more than 300 active serial killers. When Sarah Blake went missing on her way home, way to work, it was too much for her sickly father to handle. His passing, coupled with Sarah's disappearance, left the older brothers Danny and Carl filled with rage and loss. With nothing and no one left to lose, the two men decide to spend whatever time they have left hunting down long-haul serial killers. 
uncovering the truth about Sarah and taking the murderers out in brutal fashion. During their mission for revenge, they learn about a convoy of sociopathic killers known only as the Nine. One of them stole Sarah from behind her broken-down car, and the Blake brothers must violently work their way through the Nine and their protectors until they come to the member who took them. This almost reads like a horror video game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah. the problem is this This is a real situation in the United States where there are these long haulers mm-hmm. who actually um, uh, cooperate and hide each other's bodies in other states. Mm-hmm. And knowing that it was a real thing that happens because they've serial killers have figured out that the states don't share as much information, and particularly from small cities mm-hmm. or uh, remote regions. It takes them longer to be found. And how I, I have no idea how, like, what, at truck stops, they kind of go, what are you doing, Marv? Oh, I don't know, Fred. Just killed <laughs> one. You want to trade? Uh, right. <laughs> wow. um, but they exist. Yeah. And uh, Colin and I were talking about it. And he had this great idea for for this uh, uh, story. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I always love anything that's that's got a grounding that can scare you because it could happen to you. Right? Yeah. No. Definitely. Like, ooh, being kidnapped by a trucker. I mean, see what, what I didn't figure. What I found out a lot a little while ago, or not too long ago, I should say, is that um. There's a such thing as they're, they're called lot lizards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't know what a lot lizard was at first, so I'm like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, so this sounds like it's going to be an interesting book. Um, how many uh, is it a one shot, or is it a, how many epi- issues are involved with long haul? Well, um, we have found that people aren't buying as many single issues, so it's this one's going to be a graphic novel. Um, in chapters, but I mean, basically, it's just it's going to start out at least as one graphic novel, okay. and um, and then we'll go from there and see whether it supports doing a second one. But mm-hmm. um, you know, it's a chaptered out um, graphic novel. Mm-hmm. So I know that. Um Storm King Productions just recent last year celebrated its 10th anniversary. So congratulations mm-hmm. on that. And as you move on forward, um, do you, with a uh, year 11 now, um, this is one of the first books released this year. You have a total of four that's coming out in, um, for this year, or is there more? There's more. I think we've got six <laughs> or seven this year because we've got um, the second book of Fetch mm. um, that's a, you know, a kid's book. And we've got um, another dark and twisted, The Killing Hole, written by Steve Niles, with art by Trevor Denham. And um, you've got um, that 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 becomes a Gen X coming of age story um, with fourteen year olds who get into trouble. And we've got another one by that that one will be out in uh, July. We have The God List, also by Steve Niles, um, with art by uh, Scott Hampton. And um, that one's just weird. 
<laughs> um, it's fun. It's basically an inventory. Uh, the God List is an inventory of secret masterpieces created by geniuses all over the world in celebration of the creative spirit. So they travel to Europe to find the world's greatest expert on the subject, and they have to uh, defend and protect what some believe to be the cradle of uh, human creativity. But there's people, of course, trying to kill everyone and do things to get after these these one-of-a-kind uh, um, creative works commissioned essentially by God. Hmm. And um, then we have a really fun one coming in September uh, called Blood of the Taken. And it's uh, both written and has the art done by Sean Mandrake, who's part of the Mandrake family who... Um, we now have, I think, pretty much the whole family working <laughs> on comics for me. And Tom Mandrake, who's an incredible artist, who's, who's worked with me since the original Asylum. And, um, you know, her mother uh, has colored and done other art um, uh, on other things. Right now she's doing red writing for me. Her uh, brother has been doing um, certain coloring for us, and it's great because Theo, a 500-year-old vampire, has made a new home in a small town in western Massachusetts, and she thinks she's she's found a perfect pair of lifelong best friends, Ed and Liam, and as the two companions find themselves pl suddenly plunged into Theo's rotting nightmare of a world, they quickly come to understand running isn't an option. And... Um, when you've become one of the undead yourself, where can you call home except with the creature who made you? Hmm. So, um, and it's got, it has a strain of dark, dark humor in it, but it's also um, a little more, should I say it's hipper to, to a younger audience than I often aim towards? These are real edgy characters. But and, but nothing close to something that'd be say on the uh, Storm King's imprint at all. It's a yeah, it's a Storm King. It's you know I pushed her into coming to us. Uh, she was doing small kind of web pieces and stuff, and I go and why haven't you come to me? <laughs> uh, you know you you color for me, you do these other things. I want your comic because it's got this edgy side to it that's a little more punk than I normally do. Hmm. Um, and uh, I liked it. So now we've got, you know, we've got Blood of the Taken, which I think is, is edgy and forward-thinking and, and um, diverse, all those good things that piss off people. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, and also, is there going to be a uh, John Carpenter's Tales for a Halloween Night Volume 10 coming out this year? Yep, there'll be that. <laughs> and we also have, uh, at the same time, we're doing a, a volume of Frank Cherry and Cat Stagg's stories from um, the the Brooklyn tales. Frank Cherry's always done Brooklyn um, tales, and Cat always illustrates them. So there's going to be a wrap-up tale that Frank wrote. And uh, once again, all the arts by Cat and John will write an introduction for it. So we'll have the collected tales of Frank Thierry and Cat Stagg. Oh, cool! If and you'd so like, that'll be kind of a kind of 
kind of a fun new volume that'll come out at the same time. If you'd like to check out all of Storm King Productions comic books, you can go to stormkingcomics.com, all one word. Everything is up there on the screen. John Carpenter's Asylum, as well as uh, the form aforementioned books that I just talked about um, with uh, the... Uh, Thanks for cooperating with me here, computer. Uh, Tales of Hall <laughs> for, a, for a Halloween Night, Volumes 1 through 9, as well as the previous Dark and Twisted. Uh, Death Mask is also up there, as well yep. as Night Terrors. And, of course, John Carpenter's Tales of Science Fiction, which is always a good read. The trade paperback for The Envoy is available right now. Uh, all at stormkingcomics.com and your local comic book shops as well. Um, the other release that um, I got information about that I can talk about um, because NDA is, <laughs> is, uh, is, of course, going to be, uh, we already discussed it, is from the imprint Storm Kids, and it is Fetch Book 2, The Rescue, written by Mike Sizemore, with art by Dave Kennedy, colors by Peter Kennedy, and lettering by Janice Chang. Uh, release date for that one is set for May 8th in comic book shops and at stormkingcomics.com and May 21st at bookstores and online retailers. Uh, the synopsis for Fetch, because I, I liked uh, the first um, incarnation of Fetch. I thought the first set of books was really good. Um, but the synopsis for book two, The Rescue, uh, 12-year-old Danny th thought nothing could be worse than mourning her beloved pet dog, but when her fantastical quest to bring back her pub Back from the underworld goes wrong. The Dark Lord Hades himself takes her younger brother, Sammy, hostage. Heartbroken but determined to rescue Sammy, she sets off on an even more incredible final journey. But this time, she's taking her new mythological friends with her. If a cyclops, a minotaur, a ferryman, and the legendary hero Odysseus can't outfox Hades. I was doing so good up until that one name. I know. You were rocking it. <laughs> <laughs> then no one can, aided by the ancient gods themselves and picking up new friends and enemies along the way. Brace yourself for the wonderful finale to fetch. Oh, that's so sad. I really like that one. I hope it continued past uh, into, more, into a longer series. Yeah, you know, it, 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 they're such fun characters, and you really fall in love with them. Sizemore is, you know, one of my favorite writers. Mm -hmm. and, uh, but just so you know, he's got a, he's got a new uh, Tales of Science Fiction for us, uh, U666. And, um, you know, he's, he's got other things in the works, so his writing will continue. U666 sounds like a new uh, element. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Created by Satan. Um, <laughs> well, we always hope he has a little hand in everything. So I got less than a minute left. Uh, can you hang around for another segment? Yeah. Awesome, because uh, we still got Rob's question for you regarding uh, suburban screams. Um, and uh, <laughs> and also, uh, what else uh, you might be up to as far as with Storm King Productions going into television and film that you can possibly talk about. Um, we were talking uh, before the show started, actually, about turning it into a drinking game. How many questions I can ask you that end with you saying, I can't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> But we'll get into that at the, in the next segment. Again, we are talking with Sandy King Carpenter. She is the co-founder and CEO 
of Storm King Productions. We've been talking about the comic book side of Storm King with Storm King Comics. You can go and check them all out at stormkingcomics.com. You can also find all of their social media links as well as all of their books and other merchandise there. And we'll be talking more with Sandy King Carpenter when we get back. So don't go anywhere. More Pop Culture Kabooms radio show right after this. Welcome back to Pop Culture Kaboom's radio show. Everything you want, everything you need in pop culture entertainment. And our special guest this evening is the co-founder and CEO of Storm King Productions, Sandy King Carpenter. Uh, she has been in the entertainment business for a very long time and has produced a number of very good films, a lot of films that uh, we've talked mm-hmm. with her about before that yep. both of us, uh, Rob and I, have enjoyed over the years. Um, and uh, just recently, last year, as a matter of fact, uh, she was the executive producer for John Carpenter's television series, Suburban Screams, right. um, a very good first season. John Carpenter actually came out of retirement and d- directed the first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Sandy, I know that Rob's been wanting to ask this all night, so go ahead, Rob. Is there any news? Is there going to be a second season to the scariest television series? Not I've just been told that we've been dumped by Peacock. They, you know, yeah, they they had us doing prep. They had all kinds of, you know, having us. uh, uh, We had a showrunner on hold. All all of that stuff, and uh, got a call a couple of days ago that it was over. So, uh, you know what? That that easy come, easy go. that happens in our business, and um, you know there were a lot of things I felt we could have done uh, with a second season mm-hmm. to make it a little more um, our audience's kind of show. Okay. Um, meaning a little more horrific, mm-hmm. and um, and I thought we, you know, I thought we had a great start for um, it not being in our control from the beginning. Oh. Um, well, you know, sometimes networks, you know, want to stamp our names on things and then say, oh, great, John will direct one, and we go, yeah. If, you know, and we essentially approved a lot of stuff, and then things change because showrunners wind up in, in control of the shows. Oh. And then the networks wind up in control. And then... You wind up in the Czech Republic, and <laughs> uh, so you know. And, and that being said, we had a great crew over there, and um, we had real game actors, particularly on John's John's show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt we were we were able to make a really good showing on most of the episodes. I loved it. I thought it was great. I yeah, I'm one of those fun. people that like to me the more horrific stories are the ones that are true. And that's yeah. where this like played its game, you know, like <laughs> mm-hmm. and so like yeah, oh so disappointing. Well, and the idea was and what we what we reworked it to be, because there's so many true crime things. Yeah. Was um there's no such thing as closure for the victims mm-hmm. and their families. 
So that's why it was interesting to have the real people these things had happened to. Mm-hmm. And do it from from that aspect and the impact it has on them and the fact that that you never you never get over it think of if you've just seen a car wreck right and you're not even the victim you're not even involved you're always affected by what you've seen or what has happened to you oh most definitely and um you know i really felt that was the way to go instead of dwelling on you know the murderers the mm-hmm. the criminals and stuff you know they they we have, have enough of that yeah <laughs> and um i really felt that we had a uh, a chance to know where we had to go with the show mm-hmm. um but it's hard when Right now, a lot of a lot of the networks aren't giving green lights until so shortly before they want the show on the air. Oh, that it's it's hard to to get all the de- in order to be compelling. You need detail work done. You need the scripts fine tuned. You need all these things. And the one thing we really wanted was an early start on this year. Mm. And literally, we only got the news we weren't going this week hmm. Bummer. Well, and we wanted to be prepping and, and we did some prep but um we wanted to be having a harder prep and already already in hard prep hmm. um and scouting and doing those things by the first of the year Hmm. And we're already in February right uh, yeah. so I, the end of February right, so, yeah um you know, I still wish, you know, if anybody else picked it up, you know, we'd be game to do it again. Oh, good. Good, well, good, good. Well, that was going to be my next question. Did, yeah. you, did you have enough control of the product to be able to fish, you know, to kind of uh, um, shop it around at other networks? The production company, Diga, the ones who brought it to us, you know, have it. And mm. um, with any luck, they have enough uh, desire to want to do that. Um, we'll see. We have other shows. Oh. Um, Any that you can talk about? Right? <laughs> I don't know when I'm allowed to talk about these things. Oh, bummer. <laughs> you know, one of the problems and, and the, what makes it difficult to um, announce things or talk about things is they're really tightly controlled by the marketing departments at each of the networks. And the other is all of the legal contracts when the, the uh, writers and, uh, and SAG were out on strike, all the contracts were put on hold. So we had deals on these other shows, but we couldn't finish the contracts. Mm-hmm. And now all the network lawyers are um, bogged down because <laughs> they're having to catch up with their contracts. Um, so we're waiting for, like, them to go, okay, uh, next week the contract will be ready for signature, which I've heard now for a week, um, (laughs) on all three shows. But I think we have some that'll, that the fans will be real excited about. Oh, good. Um, they're with great partners and at, at, at really great, um, networks. 
that um, people don't have to resubscribe to a bunch of other streamers and things. And um, I think that um, I think everybody would be really pleased. And I will I will let you know when I am past the NDA stage. <laughs> oh, good, good, good. <laughs> because because I th- I think you guys will be. It'll more than make up for for what was taken away. Oh, good. Well, not really. I mean, Suburban Screams. It was a really good series, so mm-hmm. uh, I would have liked unique. to see it. Very unique, you. very unique, and would have liked to have seen a second season mm-hmm. of it, and still would. So Me hopefully, too. yeah, hopefully that'll um, still would, come I into fruition. I would love to do a second season if right, somebody. It <laughs> and, you know, it's it, it's like Schrodinger's cat. Nothing's ever alive nor dead. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, we had good, good ratings and good reviews and stuff, and it leads me to believe somebody else is going to want it, mm-hmm. so it probably wouldn't be in time for this year. Right. It would probably have to be picked up and reconfigured for next year. But that's um, okay, because if they do pick it up, then that gives them time to put the first season onto their platform and get everybody yeah. excited. Yeah, there we go. Well, you know how I feel about um, you got three shows um, in in the works, and uh, mm-hmm. you know how I am. I, I've I've been a long proponent since the very first time that we talked uh, about having tales of science fiction as either a series <laughs> or a movie. It'd so, be fun, wouldn't it? Oh, yes. yeah. Especially um, oh, what was that one? It was like a, a three uh, the. The story arc. Okay, I got to look it up now. There was a story arc because I can't remember it off the top of my head. There was a story arc that was done in Tales of Science Fiction that I thought, why isn't this a a show yet? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm serious. Um, Vortex. That's what. That's that's. Oh yeah. That I am. No Vortex. (laughs) I'm with you. I think Vortex would make an an awesome uh, limited series. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I've been saying that since I read it. I was like, when, like, when one of the first times we talked, I was like, Vortex, why isn't that? That should be a show. And you're like, I really can't talk about it. So I'm hoping that that's one of the three that are in question, maybe. It's, it's not, but it oh, should bummer. be. Um, no, I would really love for Vortex to to have another step out. Um, you know, I, I don't think all comics make, make great movies or tv shows mm-hmm. or all great or all movies make great comics but that's one i think would be would be a great uh filmed experience i think that um the show that we were working on for paramount of tales for halloween night would have been a really good series until tna tnt uh, decided they weren't doing uh scripted anymore mm-hmm. um you know that was two years of wasted effort um <laughs> But uh, but that writing team wants to do something else and just gave me a really uh, great pitch for a pilot. Um, nice. So, you know, it's like you really can't look back. You just, you just have to uh, reimagine what else is in the future. Oh, um, well, f- always forward. Uh, it's such yeah. a bummer, though. It's like uh, it's, it makes it kind of weird and hard to, to figure out. You know, if you if you did the first season of Suburban Screams, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're trying to prep for it, but you can't really get too much into it because it might not be renewed. So, how much do you actually effort do you put into something mm-hmm. uh, without knowing what it's its future? You know, it's right. kind of kind of a weird situation to be in. 
and at least from yeah. from from the outside looking in i know you've been doing it for a long time so you kind of can read the tea leaves to a, to a degree but from the outside looking in uh, it, it seems, it, it a seems dumb like process. yeah i'd be like i F it all and throw my hands up in the air and, you know. Well, and it seems like you would have to go from zero to 100. Yeah. Like in it, a matter of like a day. Yeah. Or you, do. you have to turn it around. You have to to um, to do a certain amount of prep so that you know where you would go with it. You You get certain things in place. And then the other side of it is, you know, you got to look at it. Look, we're we're not neurosurgeons. Nobody died. Um, <laughs> you know, we we didn't wreck anybody's life. And um, it's the, the movie business has always been this way. It's always possibilities and dreams. Mm-hmm. And you just can't get that worked up about it. We're lucky we get to do what we do. And um, the things that don't pan out. Or go further. I mean, look, we got a season out of it. Cool. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, we learned a bunch of things about what they want in reality television, which is weird. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, um, and they learned what it was like to work with really opinionated people. Um, <laughs> so, um, but, you know, we'll see what happens and we'll see if Diga you know, works out something else. And mm-hmm. if they don't, there's going to be plenty of, of uh, Carpenter product coming out. Good. And I think there's lots of ways for us to entertain people. And it looks like um, we may have a new uh, podcast series coming up. Ooh, awesome. Yeah. Well, something I wasn't able to get into yet because uh, I was going to get into that, but I only got like three minutes left now. Um, I also have a bunch of dates for actually um, con- appearances Ooh. at Comic Cons that you're going to be having. Um, so, uh, yeah, I was going to be talking about that. Let me find it real quick. Thanks for yeah, moving as slow as possible, computer. In, uh, in March. Where was that? Um, that's the weekend of March 8th. Is that uh, Planet, the Planet Comic Con? Uh, Planet Comic Con in Kansas City. And then you have a comic book revolution in Ontario, Canada. Oh, uh, no, California. No, California. <laughs> Oops, wrong CA. Uh, American Library Association Expo in San Diego, California. And, of course, the San Diego Comic Con. And yep. the New York Comic Con. Um, yep. I guess uh, since the Emerald City Comic Con already happened, uh, I, don't, I can't remember if you were there or not. No, I wasn't. Huh. Yeah, I'm getting ready to have a knee replaced. So, um, yeah, one, one of yours or somebody else's? <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't chewed anyone's leg off recently. It'll be mine. Um, and then John's making an appearance at Steel City um, Comic Con in uh, April. Oh wow! Oh, okay, so you got uh, aside from uh, everything else you got going on, you got so got these. Uh, um, cross-country uh, cons you're going to be appearing at. Oh, and uh, I got a pencil in also for uh, uh, Kaboom Con. I almost forgot that. Uh, uh, <laughs> September 7th. that one? <laughs> <laughs> That's the one in Carson City on uh, September 7th. But uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, so, uh, but I will get you to come to Carson City for a con one, one of these years. Or actually, you know what? Um, uh, next, uh, when you, you, since you got three movies uh, or three projects in uh, development, um, send one of your scouts out here. I'll show them around as because there's a lot of great mm-hmm. filming areas around here. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> 
oh, well, that was that easy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Uh, so um, I look forward to everything that Storm King Productions has coming up. I would definitely like to have you on as soon as uh, one of the three uh, projects that in film and television that you can't talk about, you can talk about um, as, yes. soon as, uh, as soon as possible. That'd be I great. I promise. Oh, thank you. And um, I, as always, uh, wish you the best. And thank you again for being a guest on Pop Culture Booms Radio Show. Thanks for having me. And you take care, and we'll talk again soon. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye. All right. So, uh, again, another great conversation yes. with Sandy King Carpenter. Um, we always learn a lot. Yeah. Bummer about Suburban Oh, Spots, I'm so though. mad, yeah. Yeah, I was hoping for a second I know you were You were really hoping for I a love, second season. I, I love, like I said, I loved, like, those things, like, true is like that's that's the scary stuff right there because yeah so Ugh. all right people so are evil <laughs> the music means it is the time for a break when we return there is a little bit more of the pop culture booms radio show if you'd like to check out everything storm king productions you can go to stormkingcomics.com all one word and of course we do follow them on the facebook so when they post it is reposted to pop culture booms newsfeed so give a like and a follow to pop culture boom on the facebook at the very least and we'll be back with more so don't go anywhere Welcome back to Pop Culture Kaboom's radio show. Everything you want, everything you need in pop culture entertainment. Uh, we just had a very enlightening and interesting conversation with Sandy King Carpenter. Um, lots of fun. Uh, I guess we got a scoop, unfortunately, that uh, Suburban Screams Season 2 will not be happening yet. Hopefully it will be picked up by another network. Um, but anyway, until then, we'll all be sad. So Sony Pictures Television and writer-producer Julina... Nura, who does The Boys and The Flash, are looking to get into the bewitched business with Soul Sacks and Harry Ackerman's Elizabeth Montgomery starring series reportedly on tap for a reimagining. The news comes as part of Nura's overall deal with Sony Pictures Television to develop a dramatic series for cable and streaming. Through her newly launched production company, Famous Last Words Productions, the hour-long series take will be written by Nira, who will executive produce alongside Doug Robinson, who uh, executive produced the Goldbergs, and Lauren Moffat from Doug Robinson's Productions, running for eight seasons, eight running for eight seasons on ABC from 1964 to 1972, bewitched the series spotlighted Montgomery's Samantha, a witch married to an ordinary mortal man, Darren, and her efforts to find a balance between her supernatural heritage and her desire to be a good mom and wife. ABC would attempt a spin-off based on Samantha and Darren's daughter with the short-lived Tabitha in 1977. Since that time, Sony TV has made several attempts to bring the series back on CBS from... Uh, the 2021-2020-2012 season on NBC in 2014 and back at ABC in 2018, but none would move on to getting a series green light. And uh, don't get me started on that Will Ferrell, Nicole Kidman <laughs> film that was just absolute garbage. But The meta, the meta bewitched. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, However, though, like, this, this actually could be promising, um, especially if they she's she does dark twists, kind of. So if they kind of take bewitched in a dark way, I think it could be fun. 
Because, I mean, she always had, like, these little, you know, she always, like, turned, you know, his boss into something, you know? Well, the mother did. Yeah, no, but she, you know. She was the original mother from hell. Yeah, no, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, so it could, be, it could be very interesting because, like, you know, getting into these situations, you know, like. <laughs> True. Was it just me or did she always wear a muumuu, too, the mom? Uh, I don't know. A floral muumuu. I always, I don't know why I always pictured her mom always in a floral muumuu. I don't know. I don't know why. Anyway, Eric says uh, that he would like to see a new take on Airwolf. Oof. Really? <laughs> a drone instead of a helicopter? That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't it become like a mix of Knight Rider and, and Well, that's Airwolf. what I'm saying. Like a dr- but like... <laughs> You have people controlling a drone don't sit like the whole thing was like that their conversations in the cockpit, you know, like there's no conversations in the cockpit. <laughs> I never watched Airwolf in the first place. I thought it was a goofy looking helicopter. Oh, the movie was not all that great, so I couldn't What but... was that one in Blue Thunder? I yeah. thought it was a more interesting mm-hmm. movie than Yeah. Airwolf. Yeah. <laughs> but they always took but back in the eighties they always took the obscure movies and made them into T V shows. Like you know, the TV shows did better than the movies, though, too. That was, was weird. True. True that. That is a good point. So last fall, the CW announced that Superman and Lois would end with its upcoming fourth season. Mm-hmm. For fans of the series, the cancellation felt like a little bit of a uh, surprise, given that <laughs> Superman and Lois was a popular series for the network. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that t- for the network, yeah, but not necessarily uh, the plans that DC has in with licensing. You know, sometimes things are uh, expire. Um, no, they like they came out and said no. The reason they canceled is because they don't want to compete with freaking. Well, that's what the James rumor Gunn. is. Yep. Yeah. Now, network president Brad Schwartz reveals the real reason the series is coming to an end: James Gunn's upcoming film, Superman Legacy. Yep. According to Schwartz, the de- the decision to end Superman and Lois came down from Warner Brothers because they didn't want a competing Superman product. And with the upcoming Superman legacy, there would be. They don't want a competing Superman product in the marketplace, Fort said, via the rap. DC Studios co-CEO James Gunn had previously indicated back in early 2023 when Superman legacy was first announced that Superman and Lois was likely to continue for a bit, even with changes happening at the CW, as well as the initial development slate for DC Studios. It's a show everybody likes, so it's going to keep going for a little bit, Gunn said. The series ultimately went on for season three and will have season four fulfillment, uh, fulfilling the estimated mm. one to two more seasons. That was also mentioned at the time. With the Flash ending last year and the cancellation of Gotham Knights after just one season, because it was bad, yeah. Superman and Lois will mark the end of an era for the CW, closing on out the network's DC television series's Arrowverse. Something that something that began with Smallville mm-hmm. in 2001. And then turned into the Arrowverse. Yep, it did, because Arrow became very popular. For now, some see, reason. I'm actually, like, I loved Superman and Lois. Like, I, it's great. I think it's, like, actually one of the best TV series that they've done with Superman outside of Smallville, because I like Smallville. But the fact that, like, this whole season, I'm, I'm just worried because they cut everybody to like non-series regulars are only appearing in two to three episodes it's like okay so you're gonna close out all these people's like arcs in like an episode i'm not happy about that at all <laughs> uh especially some of those long-term uh, long-running 
character yes. arcs that are no exactly and like uh that's the one thing i'm just not happy about okay fair enough so there was arrowverse and then there's the flash mm-hmm. and then it branched out to there was that uh uh, Heroes of Tomorrow. Legends of Tomorrow. Legends of Tomorrow. Yes. See, that one I watched. I loved Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, I wasn't too sprung on the version of uh, Captain Cold that they did. Oh. But I, I thought he ended up being a, actually a likable mm-hmm. character. So. Yeah, he was. Um, but other than that, you know. Uh, I, I liked it because it was it was the rotating show place of the, the, the displaced heroes. <laughs> like they like appear in like one show and they, end up on the on exactly Heroes of yeah no yeah. And it was great and they they had like the bad you know it was like the bad guys doing good you know you had um with Dominic Purcell on there um gosh what was his character uh, Cold uh, he was the one with the fo- the heat gun right? yeah yeah okay, yeah and his I, buddy, I know what you're talking yeah. about he was kind of stupid right funny because he was kind of stupid but it was also said the funniest stuff. Yes. So, <laughs> yes, I, he had some of the best lines, and uh, I, I was kind of sad when Captain Cold actually died on the show. Yes, too. that was yeah, because I, I thought they were killing off the best character, in my opinion. I liked it, but I really liked the way that they developed Ava, you know, as his replacement. I don't know. I I, <laughs> I was never sprung on her. I liked. I, I thought that she was great because she was that android that they you know they were teaching to be human, like. <laughs> Okay, now Eric wants a uh, a remake of Speed Racer uh, movie Ooh. based more on the car design. That that was the worst movie I had ever seen in my Wasn't life. Wasn't that One Susan Sarandon? <laughs> I don't know, but I, I I could barely stand the cartoon when it came out. You know, with go Chim Speed Chimp Racer, and, go. Uh, I you know I, I wish that trunk was airtight. It was in that Susan car. Sarandon. Because <laughs> if that trunk was airtight in that car, I'd be shoving Spritle and that monkey in there and not opening it. For a long time. But anyway. I think they should do, you know how Disney is doing all their live action? They should do a live action of Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> wow. I know who could play uh, uh, Fix-It Felix. <laughs> I know a guy who looks just like him. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I even told him that, too. I'm like, you should cosplay as Fix-It Felix. And he's like, no. <laughs> like, come on. I'll even get a hammer and spray paint it gold for you. <laughs> well, I was thinking, you know, the car, because what's your face? The um, Sarah Silverman character. She had that like really fancy like car, and that uh, was, I'd see. I never actually. I think it was the second one that she would appeared in, but um, yeah, no, she and it was very similar to Speed Racer's car. That's what it reminded me of. Uh, oh, so. okay. See, I, I stopped watching it when they decided to turn the uh, when uh, pe- people would crash, they'd get that Imagine. bubble wrap all of a sudden around them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I turned the movie off. <laughs> I couldn't stand it. And John Goodman played a uh, Pops, yeah. Pops Racer. Oh, man. And that was always what bugged me about the cartoon, because every single time they showed Racer X. <laughs> it's Racer X. Secretly, Speed, Brother, Speed Racer's older brother. Right. away <laughs> from home years ago. Every single time. Oh, that drove me nuts. Anyway. All right. So Hasbro is taking fans back to the end of the Clone Wars with a brand new Star Wars Divinity Collection multi-pack. Ahsoka Tano is back and must now escape from the clone troopers that once protected her as Order 66 has been executed. Ex- Order 66. Six. I ain't going to repeat it. Uh, releasing as an Amazon exclusive, collectors will find four impressive, four impressive the vintage collection figures all inside one box. Each figure will have its own card back design. 
featuring artwork right from the Clone Wars. Kicking off the series is Ahsoka Tano, who is back in her Siege of Mandalore design, along with three faithful droids helping her escape the Starship R, R R7-A7, CH-33P, or Cheap. Oh, ha, 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 because the threes are like backwards E's. And RG-GI, or GG. Each astromech has its own unique design and will be a fun companion for any intergalactic mission. Just like the special edition Star Wars sets that Kenner released back in the day, this set features just that for the Clone Wars fans. From the Republic astromech to the one and only Ahsoka Tano, the set captures her escape from Order 66. Nice lie. Star Wars fans can find this, the Clone Wars multi-pack exclusive at Amazon, which is priced at a ridiculous $69.99. The Force comes to fans' collections in July of 2024. Yep, that's them. But the uh, mm. price point is goofy for that. Uh, get ready to snap, step into the mystical world of Dungeons & Dragons once again with the help of Nika. Nika is back and is enhancing its previous D&D figures as they help celebrate the landmark event of Dungeons & Dragons' 50th anniversary. It appears that Warduke, Sarka, Elkhorn, and Strongheart are all coming back with a throwback deco to their original vintage action figures. Take a stroll down memory lane with Nico as Strongheart returns and features some retro paint from his 80s action figure, LJN release. On top of that, Nico has put his 7-inch tall figure in vintage-inspired cardback packaging. Not as many accessories are included as in the previous Nico Ultimate Strongheart, but they have sacrificed accessories for nostalgia here. Dungeons & Dragons' popularity continues to thrive, and many companies are dropping their own line of figures. However, Nika is giving fans updated designs for classic characters from their Ultimates line, and the added retro packaging and deco here are very well executed. Collectors surely do not want to miss out on (laughs) bringing home these 50th anniversary figures that are priced at a ridiculous... You want to take a stab in the dark? $29.99. No, $35 each. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) That is just insane. Uh, Strongheart kicks things off first with a March 2024 release, and pre-order, pre-orders are already live online. See, that's just goofy. Goofy. Yeah, I know. I saw it. I, I get to see all the pictures for all of these things when I go to pull up the articles, so it's always great. Oh, really? Well, that's a, interesting. <laughs> uh, let me redact that. Uh, $29.99, not 35 but but we when he was scrolling through, there was um, other prices. So I think it depends on where you get it. Mm, it could, it very well could. So the first trailer, first teaser trailer for Deadpool and Wolverine has yes. arrived, <laughs> and it has Marvel fans excited for Mord Wade action. At long last, Merc with the Mouth and Wolverine will be on screen together, and I won't be able to finish this. But anyway, <laughs> uh, they're uh, redoing the uh, uh, Marvel Legends Lady Le- Marvel Legends Deadpool 80th anniversary figure. Ooh. Yeah. So, which I have. And right now, if you can, the original one that was uh, goes under Toy Biz on Kenny X Men slash X Force Deadpool action figure goes from $80 to $160 on the secondary market. Nice. Yeah. So, 
Big score if you got that. A big thank you to our guest, film and television producer, co-founder, and CEO of Storm King Productions, Sandy King Carpenter. Check out all things Storm King Productions on their website, stormkingcomics.com, from films to television shows and all of their current run of comic books and graphic novels, as well as all of their social media links. With all guests on Pop Culture Kaboom's radio show, Pop Culture Kaboom follows and or likes them on Facebook, so when they post news about their career and or projects, it is reposted to the Pop Culture Kaboom news feed. Be sure at the very least to like and follow Pop Culture Kaboom on Facebook to keep up with all of Pop Culture Kaboom's radio show's guests. Thank you all for tuning in tonight, and please continue supporting Pop Culture Kaboom by listening to Pop Culture Kaboom's radio show live every Sunday night. And if you missed any part of the live show, check out Pop Culture Kaboom's podcast, produced by 987 and Now Productions, on your favorite podcast platform. And not only get this episode, but also previous episodes and some bonus material that'll be coming up very soon as well. Subscribe to Pop Culture Kaboom's podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Also, give a like and a follow to Pop Culture Kaboom on Facebook for everything you want, everything you need from Pop Culture Entertainment Daily. And subscribe to Pop Culture Kaboom's YouTube channel for video interviews from events we have and will be attending. On behalf of Quizmaster Scott from Sporkle Pub Quiz, Tony Sanfilippo of Filippo's Horrible Reviews, our guest Sandy King Carpenter, KNBC Rob and I, and our special intern this week, Mark, <laughs> for running the board and taking the phones Good job. Uh, so that Rob and I can uh, work on the new format. Um, thank you for your continued support. We will talk with you again right here live next Sunday, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Pacific Time, 9 p.m. to 12 a.m. Eastern Time, anytime during the week on Facebook and via email. Until next Sunday, be safe, stay healthy, and peace out, Wabbits. <laughs>